Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, it's time for Below Grade Level. Tell your parents you're going to a sleepover. Hello and welcome to Below Grade Level, the show where we take the books that we read as kids and read them as adults and ruin them. I am one of your hosts, Alabaster St. Clair, <laughs> and with me as always is Becca Eaton. Hello. And Chris Zaleski. Let's do the thing. And uh, joining us, I'm just going to leave that and not explain my name. All right. Um, joining us as uh, a very special guest, first time on Below Grade Level, but a good friend from London, Mark Bartlett. Hi. Ahoy, ahoy. Hey, hey. How are you doing today? Oh, wonderful. Thank you. We're, we're recording this on a Saturday afternoon, and uh, and it's evening for Mark. It's quarter to eight. Time zones. Crazy, man. <laughs> Crazy. Uh, let's see. I'm having a margarita. We're both having margaritas. What are you guys drinking? Beer. I have a glass of water. Fancy. Oh, I thought it was a. Is it a Guinness glass? Uh, it's a Carling. Um, oh. I just I assumed it was beer because I saw a beer name on the glass. I've been trying to do the sober January thing. I guess ah. I've been successful so far, but. Um, I'd like a um, bottle of red wine, actually. feels like the right time. Hey, you're getting close to the end. That's true. You're <laughs> almost there. <laughs> oh, well, I apologize then for making you read Babysitter's Club sober. <laughs> oh, it's all right. <laughs> It'll be less painful than Animorphs. For That's sure. true. Happy to be here. I, I don't know. I, I think after you hear one page, you'll be like, I need a fucking beverage. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, Mark, I'm sure you've never read a Babysitter's Club before. Um, I don't know if it was really a thing in the UK. Yeah, and I know we talked to Ruth about this, but I don't remember which books we had here that you guys had there. So did you have Goosebumps? Um, I think we had um, we had UK equivalents of things. So we didn't really have Goosebumps. We had um, something called Point Horror, which were kind of like um, CW-style um, your Fear Street equivalents of like... Um, okay. Oh, can like you that. swear on this podcast? Oh, a hundred percent. This isn't. Oh, thank fuck. <laughs> I, was, I was concerned that I'd be no. slipping up and like dropping C bombs and stuff. Oh, <laughs> drop all the C bombs you want. Yeah. Um, so we had Point Horror, which was like kind of slasher teen melodrama. Um, there was Point Romance, which I suppose Ooh. is the equivalent of this. It's like, oh my um, god, is that like the neighboring towns? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's just like like tween tween cuddle porn yeah <laughs> like uh, like um, uh, the heaviest thing is like oh and then we kissed yes um oh, uh, and i liked choose your own adventure and final fighting fantasy mm-hmm. books which um you know like your dungeons and dragons thing where you roll the dice and write things inside the book um, what? that sounds awesome yeah i haven't heard of that we had choose your own adventure for sure i remember that stuff but yeah, it wasn't oh. interactive. It was just like, go to this page if you want to go down this slide or something. <laughs> yeah. A uh, big thing in the UK was called um, Fighting Fantasy. And uh, like, it was a Penguin Books thing. And there were fucking loads of them. But like, um, oh my God. it had like Dungeons and Dragons mechanics inside the books where Hell, like you'd have yeah. to, um, you know, roll, di- roll dice when it tells you and, uh, you know, take little notes and stuff. But it still operate like a choose your own adventure yeah. book. <laughs> I was just like, oh, please, I'm Becca's writing this down That's because really cool. I want to read. I want to. I want to read all of these on the show. <laughs> by 
uh, maybe put in Steve Livingstone. That sounds like the guy. Steve Livingstone. Yeah, fighting fantasy by someone and Steve Livingstone. But you I... know, Conan the Barbarian stuff and sci-fi and okay, all sorts. That's awesome. And uh, and uh, Famous Five and Secret Seven by uh, Enid Blyton, kind of gang, boys gang, adventurous stuff. Like uh, like Hardy Boys kind of stuff. Exactly like yeah. the Hardy Boys. So again, it's like it's just a limey equivalent. So yeah, so it's just it's the same shit, but just the British version. Yeah. So, <laughs> but it's good to know. Yeah. Okay. I'm I'm glad that I mean. I, I don't think we've actually had anybody yet who was like, I didn't read books as a kid. You know, yeah. I think everyone has read like something. Uh, well, it's because those people are weird. That's true. Yeah, we don't actually have them on the show as weirdos. Um, but yeah, okay. Well, I'm excited. I'm excited for you to um, dive into the world of Babysitter's Club with us. So we're reading Babysitter's Club number three, The Truth About Stacy. What truth that is. I don't know. We'll find out. Um, last time, uh, let's see. I'm just writing down. I'm very bad about writing down like what we read and what happened. But la- okay, so last time, just to catch you up and the the listener, um, basically uh, our babysitters club, which we're all familiar with by now, um, they had a meeting where they found an ad for a rival babysitters club, the Babysitters Agency, and that's run by kids 13 to 15. I think is what it said. So like older i guess um and they basically are like they they subcontract out to other babysitters so it's not like (laughs) the babysitters club where it's the what is it four of them and they're the only sitters they will basically take a call and then they'll call out to other babysitters to find someone and then call back how could you even compete with that yeah they're they're working with subcontractors that are a little bit older (laughs) and they have boys which somehow is a A draw drawing point yeah i don't know it um how many of these books are there? Uh, a billion. I have no idea. Did they stay babysitters the whole time? Like, was there growth? Um, Did they grow? They <laughs> they I, add more, definitely. I was going to say, aren't point. there like young younger babysitters that come in, and then the older babysitters go out, and the younger ones kind of move up? I know. Um, it started in the late '80s, and then I don't know exactly when it ended. If it ended, it might actually still be going. Has a child ever died on their watch? <laughs> um Maybe no not that i know Maybe that's the truth about stacy she oh, let man. a kid die <laughs> i'm trying to think of like wow, there were just trying to establish what these stakes are yeah fucking hell how many there were 213 oh, babysitters club books between 1986 and 2000 there were 131 novels in the core series 15 super specials Three dozen mysteries and dozens of other books featuring the characters she created. Wow. Jeez. And, um, which I did have one of those super special books. What's that? Which mean? was just, it was like a little bit longer. Oh, okay. And it was like was it a, a winter. Special babysitter's it, it was like a winter vacation type thing. I really don't even remember what happened in it. I just remember it was a little bit thicker. Yeah. And they were all like throwing snowballs at each other. And so this is written by Anne M. Martin, but we found out like an interesting thing about these um, chapter books is what I've learned that they're called. Is a lot of the times, I think Arl Stein is one of the only exceptions. A lot of the times, like the the author who is credited on for writing all of them will like write the first one and then, like the Babysitters Agency, subcontract them out to other 
authors. Yeah, like um, they'll they'll write outlines. Yeah, and then the ghostwriter will take the outline and actually write the damn thing. Which is how they wrote like two hundred of them, um, because it seems crazy for like one person to do all that. And also, we'll explain why <laughs> the quality kind of varies. Yeah, <laughs> like some of them seem better than others. Um, but yeah, so there's a rival babysitters agency. Stacy, Stacy has diabetes, which we already knew, but there is a very extended flashback to her New York days when she found out that she had diabetes, and we learned that her New friends York in New City. York. <laughs> in the big city also like i think we talked about last time but her parents must be loaded because yeah. they lived on the fucking upper west side of new york with like a view of central park that shit's expensive yeah. i just remembered another thing that happened the last time um her parents are talking about going to some experimental doctor to try to cure her diabetes oh, yeah. and stacy is just like why are you bothering i already have two doctors you're not going to cure diabetes. Just yeah. let me fucking live my life. Right. I'm writing that down. So fill time. Me, me fill time? Yeah. Mm. <laughs> Vamp. So, <laughs> Dragon Age. Chris, who did you romance? <laughs> uh, I think the, the short-haired chick with the accent. Oh, did with you play as accent, a female character? They all have accents. Uh, oh, the, um, no, I played oh, as a Cassandra? Dude. Yeah, that's it. Well, her hair's short, but then she has, like, a braid crown, and that blows my yeah, mind. Yeah. Does she have, like, one really long rat tail that she braids and wraps around her head? Most likely. It annoys me a lot that I can't figure it out. The way Chris just said yeah makes me think that braid crowns are, like, his secret fetish. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. I like it when they choke me with them. <laughs> oh, <God. laughs> Wrap that hair around your neck. Just whip it around. Oh, it sounds awful. <laughs> <laughs> Um, okay. Was that good vamping? Did yeah, it was help? great. I loved it. <laughs> so let's get started. Because um, I, I feel like sometimes we <laughs> spend so much time before we start reading just talking about reading. It's usually your fault. Hey, you know what? Braid crown fetishists. <laughs> I want to fucking hear it. Chapter 5! Sunday, November 23rd. It's a dark and stormy night. It is almost one week since Liz Lewis and... Michelle Patterson sent around their flyers. Usually, our club gets about 14 or 15 jobs a week. Jesus Christ! That's a lot for four people. That's four a, children. That's a ton. Since last Monday, we had nine. That's why I'm writing in our notebook. This book is supposed to be... Oh, God. Exposition. Every one of these books, by the way, Mark, is like... In case you've never read one before, here's the details of every single aspect of what has happened so far in Babysitter's Club. This book is supposed to be a diary of our babysitting jobs, so each of us can write up our problems and experiences for the other club members to read. But the Babysitter's Agency is the biggest problem we've ever had, and I plan to keep track of it in our notebook. We better do something fast, even if it means murder. <laughs> do you want me to keep going? Yeah, okay, you yeah. said we'd read, okay, read yeah, two yeah. now. Oh, yeah, okay. Christy was worried. She took the balloons. Oh, right. Yeah, the last time uh, Stacy ran into Liz Lewis and she had balloon advertisements, which I think is, I don't know why I think that's funny. She took the balloons as a personal insult. It turned out that she'd run into Liz that afternoon herself. Only Christy had had the news nerve had had the nerve to tell liz who she was president of the babysitters club and therefore liz's number one rival according to christy they had quote-unquote exchanged words among other things which i guess meant that they had had an argument 
But by the time I was talking to Christy over the phone in the evening, all she could say was, Why didn't we think of balloons? Why didn't we think of balloons? Why didn't we think of balloons? Christy is uh, Bobby Hill, in case you're wondering, Mark. Um, She's a tomboy. The very next day, though, Monday, something wonderful happened that took our minds off the agency, followed by something horrible that put our minds right back on it. What? <laughs> what? That's so well written. What? Okay, so the next day, something <laughs> something good happened and something bad happened. The Babysitter's Club had walked home from school together. When we reached uh, Bradford Court, Claudia went to her house to work on a painting for art class, and Marianne went to her house because she was supposed to bake... Cranberry bread for the Thanksgiving dinner and her father. Oh my god, you're reading half the fucking. That's fine. Read my whole page. I don't care. And her father would be sharing with Christie's family, which included Watson. I forgot about Watson. Me too. Watson, Christie's stepfather to be, and his two little kids. Christy, semicolon, Christy said it was going to be one interesting meal. Sorry, Fuck the rule me, that was a sentence. Right? The rule is when you're when you're in the middle of a sentence and you go to the next page, you just finish that sentence. But that was a fucking in, a third of a page. I forgot about Watson, and now I'm suddenly remembering when they played that weird, like, family spin the bottle game. Ew! Do you remember that? Yes! I forgot about that, too. That was really upsetting. Oh, I do Watson. not remember that. Watson! <laughs> Want to come over for a while? Christy asked me after Claudia and Marianne had left. Not one of us had a babysitting job that afternoon. Sure, I replied, eager for even a look at Sam Thomas. <laughs> we stepped up to her front door and Christy took her house key out of her purse. Since her parents are divorced... <laughs> really interesting anecdote. Since her parents are divorced and Mrs. Thomas works full time, Christy is often the first person home in the afternoon. But when she put the key in the lock, she discovered that the door was open. That's odd, she murmured. I hope David Michael didn't get here first. I also forgot about David Michael. <laughs> David Michael is Christie's little brother, but I don't. We just think of him as a tiny businessman. T- tiny businessman, like full <laughs> full suit and a and a briefcase, and he's very serious. He hates to come home to an empty house. We walked into the front hall. Christie's mother was there. Mom, what are you doing home? Exclaimed Christie. Mrs. Thomas smiled. Hi, honey. Hi, Stacy. Hi, Mrs. Thomas. I replied. Look who's here with me, said Christy's mother. Who? asked Christy suspiciously. Come in the kitchen. Oh, the suspense is killing uh, me. Sitting at the kitchen table was Jamie Newton. I don't remember if we know that person. She's um a, another mom. Uh, Stacy was just babysitting for her kid. Oh, okay. Oh, was this the kid? He was drinking milk and oh. coloring book. Oh, okay. Jamie must be the kid that she babysits. Okay. I just remember the Newtons were like another family. Gotcha. Yeah. Jamie cried. Christy, hi, hi there, Jamie. I said, hi, hi. Answered Jamie cheerfully. <laughs> what are you doing here? Christy asked him. This is a f- horrible fucking page. <laughs> Jamie glanced at Christy's mother. You the got end. A, you got a Becca page. <laughs> Go ahead and tell them your news, sweetie. Said Mrs. Thomas. <laughs> My mommy's having a baby. He announced. She's at the hospital. <laughs> That's what Jamie it, sounds like. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> Having the baby now? Said Christy, sounding dismayed. <laughs> Christy, I know you girls had plans for helping the Newtons out, her mother said, but the baby started to come late this morning. Several weeks ago, the Newtons had asked me whether I'd be able to watch Jamie if the baby arrived at night or while you girls were in school. 
I told them I'd be glad to. Oh, when man. Mr. Newton called me at work to say that it was time for him to take his wife to the hospital, I told him to just drop Jamie by my office on the way. On the way, said Christy, but you work at Stamford. <laughs> Which we're supposed to just what? know that already. I know. That's how many miles away? <laughs> the Newton's doctor is with the Stamford Hospital, though. so I was really on their way. Jamie worked very hard with me today, didn't you, Jamie? Jamie nodded proudly. <laughs> he made a picture for the baby and read some books and copied things on the Xerox machine. <laughs> 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 and we had lunch together. Jamie, Jamie, spread these documents. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and we had lunch together, added Jamie. That's right, said Mrs. Thomas. We ate in the cafeteria. She looked at her watch. And now, girls, she said, I'm leaving Jamie in your capable hands and going back to the office for a few hours. This is so boring. (laughs) I got the distinct impression that Mrs. Thomas hadn't gotten much work done that day. But, Mom, wait. What about the baby? asked Christy. Don't leave us hanging. Yeah, I exclaimed. What did Mrs. Newton have? Sorry, no word yet. Mister Newton promised he'd be fo- he'd phone as soon as the baby is born. He knows to call here after three o'clock. Oh, God. Well, how long does it take? Asked Kirsty indignantly. I mean, to have a baby. Her mother smiled. It depends on the baby. You took twenty-four hours. Wow, crazy? I said. No. Twenty-four. <laughs> twenty-four hours. Cried Kirsty. Jesus. <laughs> right. Like, I need to fucking orientate myself here. Right. <laughs> the book is told from the point of view of Stacy. 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 Right? Yeah. And Christy is a rival babysitter. No, Christy is her, like, one of her best friends. Right. Okay. So Christy's good. Yes. Christy's yeah. good. And we're at our mom's house. Yeah. Yeah. And who's Jamie? Jamie's like a little kid that they babysit sometimes. Right on. Okay. 24 hours, cried Christy. Oh no, I cannot wait that long. Why Why don't they, why haven't they written can't? No one says can't. Right, that's what I was just thinking. Like, why did she say, I cannot wait I that cannot long? I cannot wait that long. <laughs> well, maybe this baby will come faster. Now listen, Jamie's going to stay with us. And can I just do it in like a hard man British accent? Oh, absolutely. <laughs> right, fine. Well, maybe this baby will come faster. Now listen, Jamie's not going to stay with us until his father comes home from the hospital. Since he may be spending the night, why don't you get his fucking pajamas and things but stay around here the rest of the time? It'll be easier for Jamie than going back and forth. (coughs) Here's the key to the Newton's house. I'll pay you for sitting this afternoon, by the way, and I'll be home by 6.30. Miss Thomas... Miss Thomas kissed Christy goodbye with Jamie and me, and then she was gone. Well, this is, isn't exactly the way I thought things would work out, said Christy. But it is pretty exciting afternoon. Is a pretty exciting afternoon. <laughs> Who's saying I'll say? Uh, Stacy. Oh, yeah. And Stacy has a huge crush on Christy's brother. Sam. With Jamie. No, no Sam. Sam. Jamie's a kid. Sam is like 14 or 15 <laughs> yeah, or something. Yeah, I think he's 15. Ooh, dreamy. Okay. I'll say, hey, where are your brothers? You mean Sam? Tease Christy. <laughs> well, <laughs> <laughs> let's see. Today's Monday, so it's Charlie's day to watch David Michael, and he's a really serious businessman. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I bet he met David Michael at school and took him back to Stony Brook High to watch cheerleading practice. 
Sam's probably with them. That's Can creepy. Right? He's taking yeah. notes. David Michael loves it. He comes home. He comes home. He comes home. He comes home. He comes home and shows us the cheers. <laughs> so, Jamie, said Christy, what do you think? You're going to be a big brother pretty soon. Jamie shrugged and continued coloring. What do you want? I asked him. A brother or a sister? A brother. Jesus. <laughs> That's the appropriate reaction. <laughs> Aren't you excited? Jamie shrugged again. Christy and I glanced at each other. You know, I said suddenly, not at all sure where the idea came from. Being a big brother is so important that I think you ought to have a big brother party, Jamie. That's a thing. Jamie looked at me with wide eyes. Christy jumped in immediately, understanding just what I meant. Think, uh, makes one of us. That's right, she said. We should celebrate this afternoon. We'll have a special big brother party for our favorite big brother, you. A party for me, said Jamie, his voice. <laughs> a party for me, said Jamie, his voice squeaking. <laughs> yeah, we'll invite everyone, I added. Who's everyone? Right? A bunch of children? They can't they possibly invite everyone. <laughs> <laughs> They're going to invite David Michael and all his co-workers. <laughs> and all his cheerleader friends. <laughs> Cheerleading friends? Uh, uh, Christ, uh, uh, Christy, do you think your mother will mind... Nah. I dashed to the phone and began dialing. In ten minutes, I had spread the news to Claudia, Marianne, Charlotte, Chocolate, and the, <laughs> Chocolate. And the Pike kids. Who the fuck are the Pike kids? Um, I'd also called a few other babysitting charges, but they weren't home. Well, I said to Christy and Jamie when I was finished, Claudia's on her way over. Marianne will come over when she finishes the better, better, the better for the cranberry bread. <laughs> she says she can bake it tonight. Uh, sh chocolate's coming. and Well, she has to let it prove first. <laughs> yeah, so she doesn't she's want got to be, an hour or so. She doesn't want it to be underproved. Yeah. What will they think? What would Paul Hollywood think? Um... <laughs> And Mallory Pike is going to bring Claire and Margot over. Fuck, I don't know who any of these are. Oh, um, I think the Pikes are people that they babysit for, but eventually I think Mallory becomes a babysitter. Oh, okay. Good so for it's her. like she's like one of the younger ones. So this is like an MCU, like uh, like planting the seeds for later. Yeah, it's, exactly. It's the BCU. Like MCU. It's the BCU. <laughs> <laughs> Is, is it a shared universe? Are there different novels that aren't the Babysitter's Club that are part of the same? Ooh. I don't think so, just from what I googled. I don't think it's like Sweet Valley. Because mm -hmm. like the Sweet Valley books, there's Sweet Valley Twins, High, and then Sweet Valley High, and, and then University, university and then SVU, <laughs> and then uh, they had like some spinoff books. I've said it before, and I'll say it again. The SVU, the Sweet Valley Universe, is the pinnacle of books that we read on this podcast. <laughs> That's true. Those are I truly love insane. Them. Those are those are not chef's kiss. Those are masterpieces. I barely even have to ad lib to read them. <laughs> yeah, they're fucking insane. They're so <laughs> fucking crazy. Um, there are eight Pike kids. <sighs> Mallory's yeah. ten, and Claire and Margot are Catholic. four and six, or Mormon. 
Ter- uh, terrific, cried Christy. She was rummaging around in the kitchen and had pulled out a bag of marshmallows, several apples, a can of juice, and a carrot, which I assumed was for oh, me. God. Because of the diabetes! Ow! Sorry, pancakes just jumped in my lap and put all of her claws into my legs. And it hurt. <laughs> um, Jesus Christ. Uh, Claudia's... Uh, Claudia's bringing over something from her room, she added. Pretzels, I think. Jamie, what would you like to do at your party? Play games? She began to slice the apples with a pocket knife like a cool kid. <laughs> like Christopher Lloyd and Dennis the Menace. <laughs> what? Wait, what? Yeah. He does exactly that in Dennis the Menace. It's a great movie. What a weird reference to be the one thing you picked for someone slicing an apple with a knife like a cool person. Well, if you'd seen the movie like a cool person, uh, oh, you, you would have gotten it immediately. Shit. Okay, gauntlet thrown. Um, Jamie nodded. What What games? I asked. Jamie looked blank. Games, he said. Duh. <laughs> Put some Next time I the... come over, we should watch uh... <laughs> Dennis the Menace. Dennis, Dennis the Menace. It's a really uh, good movie. <laughs> Uh, Walter Matthau. Uh, yeah, I know Walter Math. No, no, we're not watching Dennis the Menace. <laughs> what? And once again, the UK has a completely different Dennis the Menace to uh, the US. What's yours called? Yeah, I've seen that. Um, well, he's called Dennis the Menace, but ours oh. has got like a Freddy Krueger style jumper, like red and black. He's what? got a spiky black haircut. And he's got a dog called Nasha with big teeth. And he just I like, watch he that one. That goes around like- and terrorizes everyone. He's like... Staple Sounds like the, the gritty version. Yeah, like, like he's, he's uh, in the comic The Beano. I don't know if you've ever heard of that. That's like uh-huh. a running UK comic book. Very famous. And, uh, Beano? Dennis the in the US is um, fucking Mr. Wilson and all that shit, right? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Oh, my God. In a, I, all Dennis the Menace would kick the shit out of your I just, well, yeah, I, like it. Oh, I yeah, just, definitely. I just love that, like, the British equivalent of all these things that we have are just, like, like harder and gritty. <laughs> Just, D- didn't uh it's more of a proto they Bart the, simpson okay weren't they called like the teenage mutant hero turtles in england yeah because ninja? um, ninjas are too um edgy <laughs> Wait, so what? They, they, well, after a campaign they um it was like one of the like kind of a mary whitehouse style um you know Will someone please help save the children? Oh. Or, you know, the, and ninjas. Ninjas was the yeah, because nin- like yeah. So you're, you're Dennis the Menace is really intense. He's oh got a really scary dog God. that has way too many teeth. He yeah. really he looks like he's gonna fuck me up. Like currently. So Chris can see. Yeah, there he is. That's awesome. If I had slingshotting tomatoes at people. If if the American Dennis the Menace came into our yard, I'd be like. Like Dennis, get the get out of here. And if that Dennis Menace came in my yard, I'd be like, Becca, turn the lights off, close, close. Just, like just, we're like we're not home. Get all the money we have and give the kid the money. <laughs> just don't, just don't look it, him in the eyes. Throw it so he has to run to get it. And close the door. <laughs> just pray he doesn't choose us as a target. Put some music on the stereo in no, the rec room. And do. spread a bath mat on the floor. What? 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 We can play musical rug. It's easier than musical what? chairs. I'll explain later. It sounds like a okay. bunch of people about to dive onto the floor, which sounds dangerous. I said it before, and I'll say it again. Kids suck at throwing parties. <laughs> when have you said that? I say it all the time, though. No. <laughs> <laughs> I'll 
right, I replied, and we can have egg races, you know, with spoons, and the kids can make paper masks. We'll have a contest for the funniest one. Don't they have board games and shit? Like, don't you have Twister? This sounds like too much work. I bet English Dennis the Menace could throw a good party. I bet he could. He'd throw throw like a kegger. They should have a Nintendo by now. They should. Good idea. When it's time to calm everyone down, we'll see if we can get Marianne to read the little engine that could. She makes it really funny using all these different voices. Oh, boy! exclaimed Jamie. Oh, boy! (laughs) At that moment, Claudia arrived. Chocolate was right behind her. I gave her a hug. The Pike showed up next, and just after Marianne arrived, Charlie walked in with Dave and Michael. I was so excited about the Big Brother party that I was only a little disappointed that Sam wasn't there. The little kids... Jamie, He's the big brother I really want. I know. I was just going to make a joke about <laughs> she does, whatever, big brother party, banging Sam. Then I couldn't think of it, and then I just started reading. <laughs> so I'm glad you said something. I, I, I got you. The little kids, Jamie, David, Michael, Claire, and Margot, gathered excitedly in the rec room, which I had decorated hastily with a roll of green crepe paper. The mem- members of the Babysitter's Club looked on proudly. I know Chris wants to make that joke. Creepy paper. <laughs> Mallory wandered between the two groups, but Chocolate hung back. Everything okay? I asked her. She nodded shyly. Why don't you come over here with me? I led her to the group of kids. This is Jamie. You know Jamie Newton, right? Chocolate nodded again. She's our guest of honor. He's going to become a big brother. Jamie beamed. Make way for the food, called Christy, carrying a tray of food from the kitchen. Charlie followed her, bringing napkins, plates, and paper cups. Then he left. I don't think Big Brother parties held any interest for him. I don't remember how old Charlie is. I think he's older than Sam. Ah. He's probably just like, Like, I don't give a shit about children. He's like, cool, I came home to like 10 fucking kids in my house. Yeah. He's like, I've got... I'm going to go back up to his room and listen to The Cure. (laughs) I was going to say masturbate. Masturbate to While the listening cure. to the cure. <laughs> Eat now, games later, Christy announced. She turned to Marianne and Claudia and me. Take the food away in 20 minutes, no matter what, she whispered. Otherwise, they're going to spoil their appetites for dinner. Everybody helped themselves to the food. Claudia gave Jamie a paper crown to wear while he ate. When 20 minutes was up, we returned the food to the kitchen. Oh, good. I was wondering if they were going to do that or not. Oh, I know. I was, yeah, nail biter. <clears throat> then the games began. Charlotte wouldn't join in Musical Rug or the Egg Races because she didn't understand what the fuck they were. <laughs> but she did into the mask really contest. really seems like you would be fucking, like, all dive bombing into a rug and, like, yeah. smashing your heads together. Yes. Uh, kid, kids that age are indestructible. I guess. Claudia had just finished awarding prizes for the masks. We had decided that each of the kids should win a prize when the phone rang. Christy! See, that's why our generation (laughs) gets these participation trophies, and then we get blamed for feeling entitled as millennials. Yeah. Because they did that shit to us. Yeah. Yeah, then this was in the 80s. Let the kids lose. They'll learn a lesson. Yeah. You're talking about paper masks, and all I can fucking see is eyes wide shut, and that's not right. <laughs> oh, no, these kids are definitely having an eyes wide shut party. Yeah, and they're the same height as Tom Cruise, so it works. <laughs> yeah, so that checks out. Okay, fine. <laughs> Christy, Charlie called from the kitchen. Phone, it's Mr. Newton. Ah, shrieked Christy. 
Hold on. <laughs> Jamie, it's Daddy, I cried. Come on. The entire party ran into the kitchen. Charlie made a fast getaway. I'm going back to my room. Christy grabbed up the phone. <laughs> Hello? Mr. Newton? She did? She did? Oh, that's great. It's you have? Super. How much? Oh, they'll wow. be very discreet. <laughs> yeah, sure. Here we got is. one! <laughs> <laughs> Christy handed the phone to Jamie. Your daddy wants to talk to you. Jamie took the receiver and held it to his ear. Say hello. Hello? Father? <laughs> Fine. He's not We're having Michael. a party. Okay. 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 Bye. Christy took the phone back. When do you think you'll be home? She asked Mr. Newton. Oh, okay. Well, we'll give Jamie dinner. You can pick him up any time. You're welcome. And congratulations. Bye. Christy hung up the phone and faced us. What is it? What is it? What is it? I cried. It's a girl, supplied Jamie quietly. We all began shrieking. She weighs nine pounds, added Christy, and her name is Lucy Jane. More shrieking. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, wait, wait, wait. I always forget. This is what it sounds like. Girls and babies. In the midst of the noise and excitement, I realized that Jamie was gone. I dashed out of the kitchen and checked the bathroom. No Jamie. Frantically, I ran through the first floor of Thomas's house. I found him in the laundry room, sitting next to Louis, crying like a little bitch. I stepped (laughs) in and sat beside him on the floor. What's wrong, big brother? I asked. The baby's here. And you wanted a boy instead of a girl, right? Mm. Don't you like her name? I think Lucy is a pretty name. It's okay. It's a big change, huh? Mm-hmm. Your family will be different. Yup. And that's <laughs> not all. What do you mean? Something else will be different. There will be lots of changes. What else will be different? I asked. Christy can't babysit me anymore. What do you mean? That cold feeling crept into my stomach again. Mommy called a girl and said, we need an older sitter for the new baby. Was the girl named Liz Lewis, I whispered. Liz Lewis is a bad bitch, right? Yeah. 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 I think so. But, but, Jamie's tears started to fall again. I want Christy. I pulled Jamie into my lap. In, onto? I pulled Uh, Jamie into my lap. Into my lap. And sat with him for a while. Louis, who's Louis? The, uh, the dog? dog? Right, yeah, okay. Okay. Louis leaned against me and looked at us with mournful eyes. I tried to be calm and rational. Jamie was just three years old. He had only overheard one end of a phone conversation. He wasn't even sure that Liz Lewis was the name he had overheard. Furthermore, just because Mrs. Newton had talked to someone about finding older sitters didn't mean she wasn't going to use the babysitters club anymore. <laughs> So why did I feel as if, as if as if an ice chest were sitting on my stomach? What? Just as a stupid thing to say. <laughs> <laughs> I thought she was going to say like ice in her chest. Yeah. But no, ice chest on S- my stomach. Ice chest sitting in my stomach. I knew why. It was because it made sense that Mrs. Newton would want someone older to take care of a newborn baby, a newborn Newton. And Liz Lewis <laughs> and Michelle Patterson could provide that for her. 
the Babysitter's Club couldn't. Still, I felt that Mrs. Newton was being a traitor, a fucking traitorous bitch. After all, Christy was Jamie's favorite babysitter, and the rest of the members of our club were the Newtons' other regular sitters. We could handle caring for an infant. We were very responsible. And I was willing to bet that Liz and Michelle sitters, even if they were in high school, weren't responsible at all. The more I thought about the babysitter's agency, the angrier I felt. I punched Louie. <laughs> and that's the truth about I, me. <laughs> being now at the age where a lot of our friends have kids, yeah, I wouldn't. It's want a really, really hard to imagine asking a twelve-year-old to babysit, even for your like five-year-old. Uh, yeah, you would get a fucking adult. What? Yeah, is that the not a twelve-year-old? Isn't there like a, a a John Mulaney bit about that? Where he was like, that's like asking a horse to watch a dog. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Which is, yeah, it's like the perfect analogy because it's like, why, why would you think that one could take care of the other? Where are all the adults going? Are there any babysitters this often? Fuck parties. I know. These adults go out a lot. Connecticut. Yeah. Eyes wide shut parties. Why do you think they have all those paper masks lying around <laughs> and cactuses? It's all coming together. Yeah. Cactuses? <laughs> the. In uh, in America, eyes wide shut. They had to digitally add stuff into the frame because of too much nudity. Because it was like <laughs> the, the the MPAA rated it NC seventeen. Uh-huh. So there's like there's scenes during the orgy where there's literally CGI like cactuses in the foreground to like yeah. Oh my god, cactuses would be the worst plant to have at an orgy. In an orgy, right? <laughs> <laughs> So much it's, risk. That's great. It's like what George Lucas did to uh, the original trilogy, but it, instead it's an orgy. <laughs> also, a signal for swingers in America is pineapples. What? Which I always thought was funny because every time I went to TJ Maxx, they had so much, so <laughs> many like pineapple shaped knickknacks. I'm just like, is TJ Maxx like the swingers store? <laughs> is that, first of all, probably. I Second thought that all, was just like a trendy, stupid thing was pineapples on everything. That's a secret code for swingers? Yeah. Look well, up. don't say it like that, like I know. <laughs> I, but what we'll it, Google like, it later. It doesn't matter. I, no, I want to get into it because does it mean that, like, you say pineapple or do you have a pineapple and you're like, uh? And, like, you have, people like, in a the pineapple know. on your porch or a pineapple in the window or. I think it's like along those lines. QAnon a, Pizzagate thing. Like. A pineapple in the wind. Like, if I walk. <laughs> like, illuminated. If I saw. If I walked past a house and there is a pineapple in the window, I would be like. Why like, do you go knock on the door and be like, hey, can I fuck you guys? Are <laughs> <laughs> uh, we here for the orgy? It's just. I would just be like. I'd knock on the door and be like, hey, did you guys forget a pineapple? Wait, did he just drool did on the table? See the amount of snot or whatever what came out of your face it's snot ew his face is so wet they are ew. dealing with their cat sorry we're talking we, we got a cat with a with an no. extra juicy snoot at the Get moment that snoot away from me <laughs> that's the most disgusting way you could describe it <laughs> i came up with that term thank you very extra much. juicy snoot yeah juicy he's just got an abundance juice. he's got an abundance of snoot juice at the moment all right what do you, <laughs> what do you want don't make the, oh, that don't make terrible. the boy feel bad about himself. <laughs> He's sensitive. Anyway, um, where the fuck was I? <laughs> Later, when the Big Brother party was breaking up, I told Christy and Jamie <clears throat> what Jamie had overheard. She looked aghast. 
And you know what? I said suddenly, the anger building up inside me again. I had to punch Louie a second time. <laughs> Chrissy shook her head. This, I narrowed my eyes and set my jaw, means war. They start walking around with, like, pipes and shit. <laughs> no, just walking down the uh, the street going, Babysitter's Agency, come out to play. <laughs> Chapter 6. I was all set to launch a war against the Babysitter's Agency. So was Christy. We were ready to let loose with every the single plan or war. idea she had come up with. But Claudia put her foot down, and so did Marianne. And while we were wasting time trying to decide what to do, the babysitter's agency got one more step ahead of us. The club hadn't even had a chance for a proper meeting to discuss Jamie's bad news, since Monday's meeting had been held hastily after the Big Brother party, and Christy and Marianne weren't present because they were at the Thomases watching Jamie and cleaning up. Then on Tuesday, the very next day, after Monday. What? Typically. <laughs> well, the- slow down. <laughs> The babysitter's agency carried out another step of their scheme to take away our club's business. I don't know if that's how they thought of what they were doing, but it's how I thought of it. At any rate, they uh, were big copycats in the first place for starting a club so much like ours and giving it a name so close to ours. But I'm getting off track. On Tuesday morning, the babysitter's club walked to school as a group, which was nice, because in the beginning, the club kept separating into two and two. Christy and Marianne, Claudia and me. Yeah, it's called A stories and B stories. (laughs) (laughs) But that started to change when Christy became a little interested in boys, and I wanted to have more than one close friend. Did she, though? (laughs) Anyway, we arrived at school, and guess who was there to meet us? The babysitter's agency. Everywhere. Michelle and Liz were trying to recruit more sitters to call on when job requests came in. Yeah, why don't they just work for the babysitter's agency? Right, like, it would be smart if they just folded themselves in. Yeah. What if this whole thing yeah. was just, like, a parallel to, like, big corporate business, getting rid of small business? <laughs> yeah. Oh, it's my turn. <clears throat> sure is. Liz was standing on the front steps of the school, handing out her agency balloons along with flyers. Marianne managed to get a flyer, not from Liz, but from a boy who was about to toss his in a garbage can. It was a different flyer from the one Claudia's sister had brought to us. Look at this, said Marianne. She read aloud from the flyer. Want to earn fast money the easy way? Fast money, cried Christy indignantly. The easy way? Liz must be crazy. That doesn't sound really. easy. Ew. <laughs> that girl isn't playing with a full deck. <laughs> Wait, wait, let's hear this, I said. Go on, Marianne. We were standing in a tense bunch, huddled together a few yards away from Liz. I could feel Liz's triumphant eyes on us, but I didn't give her the satisfaction of turning around. Join the babysitter's agency, Marianne continued. You do the work, but we do the hardest part of the job. Let the agency find jobs for you. The flyer went on to explain how the agency worked, which was just about the way Christy had guessed when she'd made her fake phone call, looking for a sitter for Harry Kane. We had to admit that the flyers made the agency look pretty tempting. All you had to do was join, then sit back and wait for Liz or Michelle to hand you a job. Of course, you didn't get to keep all the money you earned. You had to turn some of it over to the agency. That was how Liz and Michelle made money when they weren't sitting. But we thought that a lot of kids would find that a small price to pay for the extra jobs they'd get through the agency. 
boy, said Mary. <laughs> yeah. She scrunched up the flyer and threw it in the trash can. The agency is probably going to have a million eighth graders working for it. Yeah, said Claudia glumly, kicking a pebble with the toe of her sneaker. For all we know, Liz and Michelle have someone recruiting sitters over at the high school. Claudia's riffraff from Rocky Horror Picture Show, by the way. Two. <laughs> <laughs> Who's talking? Uh, Claudia. Claudia. They could they could be getting 12th graders. I bet a senior in high school could stay out until 2 in the morning or even spend the night. Um, or sit I could. The I don't think, yeah. My curfew is like 11 p.m. <laughs> sharp. <laughs> Or well, set for the whole the darn weekend, I said. But how does the agency know what kind of sitter they're giving out their clients, asked Marianne. Wait, has Marianne got the, the uh, Scott Malkinson-style lisp finger? Marianne is like a nerd. Like a very nerd? shy nerd. Uh, so how does the agency know what kind of sitter <laughs> they're giving their clients, asked Marianne. Perfect. They could give someone a really irresponsible kid who just wants to make a few bucks. Right, said Kirsty. But why should Liz and Michelle care as long as they get their cut of the money and we walked dejectedly into the building, carefully not looking at Liz as we went by her. I remembered something my father had said to me the year before. He said it when I was in hospital after one of the times I've gone. Jesus. Her and the fucking diabetes, man. Well, I feel bad for her, but like is this all she is? It's a lot. It, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and also, yeah, it's like that's her entire her personality. Defining character trait. Yeah. What if she doesn't actually have diabetes? Oh, <laughs> or it's like Munchausen by proxy. Yeah, <laughs> he said it was when I was in the hospital after one of the times I'd gone into insulin shock in school in the cafeteria where absolutely everyone had seen me fall forward into a bowl of tomato oh, soup. God, really? Who eats soup at school? <laughs> Head first into a bowl of soup. Diabetics. <laughs> <laughs> you don't eat soup in school. You eat a sandwich or a piece of pizza. Yeah. Or if you go to Catholic school, Chick fil A. And had yeah, been taken you. away in an ambulance. <laughs> Stacy, look at this way. Stacy, look at it this way, honey. The worst has happened, he told me. Now things can only get better. Wait, it's who's calling her, honey? Her dad. Oh, okay. I was like, I thought it was a teacher at first. So I was like, Stacy, get the fuck out of there. <laughs> Nothing's good only get better. It was a good <laughs> philosophy, and I've repeated it to myself many times since then. But nothing ever did get better. Well, <laughs> you guys, I said to the members of the babysitters club as we entered the school building, look at it this way. The worst has happened. Now things can only get better. Wrong, said Kirsty flatly. <laughs> what? She said wrong, Claudia repeated. <laughs> look. Damn. We were rounding a corner. I glanced up. In the main intersection of Stony Brook Middle School, a counter had been set up. A large sign on the wall behind it screamed, The Baby Sitters Agency. And in smaller letters, sign up here. They're much Michelle smaller Patterson letters on the page. And, yeah. yeah. Michelle Patterson and two eighth grade girls were sitting behind the counter. Each was holding a clipboard and looked very official. A large group of girls from every grade, as well as three boys, were standing around the counter asking questions and talking to Michelle and her helpers. I couldn't tell how many of them were signing up, but it didn't matter. This is it's it's insane how first of all like how fast the babysitters agency has like taken off, but also hang on, okay. <laughs> I had to sneeze. Um, but like thank you, thank you, thank you. 
Um, but, <laughs> but, but like, would a school let them do that much advertising? Hundred percent, no. Like, yeah. Well, we went to very different schools. Mine would certainly not. Uh, mine would not either. I feel like uh, they didn't let you make money <laughs> off of you stuff. Had you weren't allowed to like for lunch in high school. Yeah, because we were Catholic. Because of Jesus. <laughs> no, but I'm serious. I think that's why. I didn't question it at the time, but then years later I thought about it and I was Were like, Were there any oh. other like fast food restaurants that had food there? No. Chick fil A. That's insane. Probably because I bet St. Mary's got Ooh, I'm calling them out. I bet St. Mary's got Chick fil A at like a discount. Because they're like, we're Catholic. We're a Catholic yeah. private school. Chick-fil-A was like, oh, we'll give you a discount because of Jesus. But yeah, uh, it wasn't we all the loved time. loved chicken sandwiches historically. It, it wasn't all the time. Um, but it was like, I don't know, maybe like once every like two months or something. Like it was, it was often enough where it was like fucking Chick-fil-A day. Or, you know, like every Friday's pizza and you're like, ooh, yeah. pizza. But yeah, every once in a while I'll be like, it, like whispers would go around and be like Chick-fil-A day Chick-fil-A day and you'd throw your fucking lunch in the garbage <laughs> and you would pony up whatever two bucks it was or something to get those sweet sweet nuggets <clears throat> what I mean yeah I know they're bad what I know they're bad what were school lunches like <laughs> it was such a long <laughs> <laughs> Is he frozen? Are they better? Are they better or worse than KFC? Oh, Chick Fil A, uh, different. Because Chick Fil A is all about the sandwich. I disagree. I, I was always about the nuggets. The Chick Fil A thing is that they the the secret is that they marinate their chicken and pickle juice before they fry it. So like it's very like sweet. It's got a very specific flavor, and that's why people love it. But they're also like they also give money to yes. organizations that support yes, they uh, conversion therapy yes. for gay people. Yeah. Like the 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 company is run by like a raging, yeah, like evangelical. Yeah. Like like they they originated Jesus. Yeah, they originated in Georgia. We accidentally, me and Becca accidentally found <laughs> the first Chick-fil-A ever when we took a road trip through the South. Yeah. Because we were driving out of Atlanta and we were hungry. So it was like we're just going to stop at the next, you know, we're going to take the next exit that has food. And the next exit had a sign that said Chick-fil-A. And we're like, oh, cool. So we turned off and found it. And this is like, I don't know, 13 years ago or something at this point. <laughs> um, I feel like this is it's before all the bigotry came out. It was because at, at a point when I found out about that, I won't eat there anymore. Yeah. But this was before that point. This was way before that point. Um so we found the sign for Chick-fil-A and it confused us because it looked like a diner and it was in the middle of nowhere. Like there's nothing around it. So we, and it was called Dwarf House. Yeah. And it was, it, it was, was called, confusing. is a diner 24-7, which Mark, I guess means nothing to you. Chick-fil-A famously, it's closed on Sundays because of Jesus. Um, but this place was like 24-7 and, um, and we walked in and there's signs everywhere and we realized and we walked in. It was the first ever Chick-fil-A. Like, they had pictures of the fucking gross-ass owner up and everything in their menu. You could you could order, like, 20 nuggets 
which you can't. But yeah, there's like it's like going to a diner. So yeah. there's like a real menu, and they like bring you Chick Fil A food on a actual plate. On an actual plate, it was crazy. A buddy of mine worked really for Chick Fil A uh, in high school. And he's like, I'm pretty sure like the the founder was a draft dodger because they make you watch like this orientation video that tells like the story of the guy's life, and then like all the time during Vietnam they just don't mention. <laughs> what? Interesting. <laughs> so he's like, I'm pretty sure that guy's a draft dodger. Oh God. Well, considering how he runs his company, I wouldn't be surprised. Well, unfortunately, it's good. Yeah. So I will never eat it again. Yeah. I, and then I, they fired my friend because they found out he didn't go to church. Oh, well, yeah, yeah. That's. <laughs> I was afraid you were going to say they found out that he was gay, but I guess it's still awful. Yeah, uh, same, same result. S- same, same, yeah, same, same sentiment. Where am I? Okay. Um, I wonder. I wonder who gave them permission to do that. I said. Claudia shrugged. Bathroom, said Christy urgently. <laughs> we left the hall. She's having a bathroom emergency. <laughs> oh, yeah. Is we that a the... call to get someone to go to the bathroom with her, or she? I, you know she what? Just needs the bathroom. I honestly don't know. <laughs> I want it to be both. Yeah. I want <laughs> them to go. She in the runs bath... into a stall, slams it. Yeah. She's like, "All right, guys." They they all follow her in the bathroom. She's like, "What are you doing? I've got a shit." <laughs> I'm gonna start doing that. I mean, though, like, I'm already a grown man who announces he has to pee I, I was just he stands gonna say, up. You basically already do that. <laughs> just now, stand up and go bathroom. bathroom. <laughs> yeah. That's that's what I'm doing from now on. Bathroom. Bathroom. Said Christy. No, urgently. Look like Matt <laughs> Berry. <laughs> bathroom. Ba- bathroom. <laughs> We left the hall and piled into the nearest girls' room, checking to make sure the stalls were empty. Then Christy, glaring furiously at Claudia Marianne, opened her mouth to speak. I was, just, I was trying to make a like a poop joke or something. Claudia beat her to it. <laughs> Don't say it. I know what you're going to say. Okay. So, we were wrong and you were right. What do you want to do about the agency? We'll do anything. Anything? asked Christy. She looked at each of us in turn. Anything. Dig out, said Marianne. Double ditto, I said. Great, said Christy, because I have another idea, a new one. E- e- you do? It involves a flamethrower. <laughs> <laughs> Christy nodded grimly. Oh, what does that mean? Claudia glanced sideways at Marianne. She poked at a drop of water on a faucet. What? <laughs> I'm afraid to... And licked it off her finger. <laughs> <laughs> I'm afraid to ask. At that moment, the bell rang. <laughs> Clankety clank clank! <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Christy rolled her eyes. Uh, no time now. I don't care what any of you do i i don't care what any of you is doing <sighs> what i don't care what any of you is doing it's bad grammar is doing after school it's i'm incorrect <laughs> i thought i was going insane i'm calling a triple emergency club meeting you fucking get it <laughs> why not at recess today asked marianne too risky 
replied Christy. No more club business at school. For all we know, the agency has spies watching us. Anyone sitting this afternoon? We shook our heads. I haven't even spoken to, doc- spoken to Dr. or Mr. Johansson in a week, I murmured. Stop throwing it at me. Throw! <clears throat> I thought as much, said Christy. Well, today's my regular afternoon with David Michael, so we'll have to hold the meeting at my house, okay? Okay, we agreed. The meeting that afternoon was the picture of depression. The babysitter's club sat around Christy's dining room table while David Michael built a house out of wooden blocks for Louie. Christy had served herself and Claudia and Marianne a snack and had poured each of us a diet soda. These fucking sentences in this book are hard to get through. Yeah. But the food remained untouched. We stared at our hands. Claudia shredded a paper napkin and arranged the strips in a tidy pile. Nobody spoke except Christy. We can talk about my other ideas later, she said, but the new one is to recruit more members, 8th graders, for our club. That way we'll have some older sitters, but we won't have to copy the agency by working the way they do. She looked around the table. Agreed? Claudia, Marianne, and I Uh nodded silently. The Babysitter's Club was going to increase its numbers. That was a short one. Yeah, so I guess they, yeah, I guess they are 12. Okay, yeah, 12 sounds right. Which, like, since when do 7th graders have recess? 66 people highlighted this next sentence. (laughs) I'm very excited. Wait, we had, um, so on Kindle you can highlight passages, and you would typically only do it, like, in a real book if something poignant was said. Yeah, that's what I was going to say. <laughs> like, some real poetic shit. Yeah, yeah. It, it happens a lot in, like, the fantasy books I read. Like, <laughs> it'll be, like, a profound passage. Yeah. Um, but, Chris, we had... <clears throat> yeah. I mean, we didn't... I'm not saying we, because we didn't go to the same school, but I had recess in middle school. I had recess in middle school. What are you talking about? Yeah, I didn't have recess in middle school. I had recess in eighth or, grade, because well, then I was in private school, but when I was in public school... There was no recess in middle school. So it wasn't like recess, like go play with a ball outside. It was basically like after lunch, you could go to the courtyard and you would just stand around outside in the courtyard for a while. Oh, so yeah. You would no, just, no. Like as soon we, as we you ate your lunch, drills. you could spend the rest of your lunch time outside. <laughs> yeah, I think um... we had fire drills and bob threats. <laughs> like that, <that's laughs> yeah, well, it. we had those too. I think we had recess <laughs> up up through eighth grade. Um, but my St. Mary's was also a weird school because there wasn't like, there wasn't really middle school. There was the elementary school and the high school. So elementary school was kindergarten through eighth grade and high school was ninth through 12th. That's, that's the way my brief time in Catholic school was. Cause yeah. I went there in eighth grade and all of a sudden there was recess and I was like, what? Yeah. After so it, two years of not having it. But I remember like, yeah, when you were younger, when you had recess, you'd like run around and play and throw you know, balls at each other and shit. And then by the time I was in eighth grade, it really was like there were kids that would play like kind of sports at recess because there was like a volleyball net. So like kids would like play either would either like be sporty or if you were me or you know, like an outcast or whatever, we just like hung out off to the side, like in the shadows. <laughs> <laughs> I, I would read. Yeah. I You're one of those shocked. kids. Yeah. And that's when I'd get asked the question repeatedly, what class are you reading that for? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, we just had, I am now remembering, there's just like a little gravel lot, and we just stand there. Mm -hmm. 
for our outdoors time. Mark, what was your, what was your, did you guys have recess? Yeah, I gotta have a cigarette. <laughs> <laughs> you know? You're just like a little Dennis the Menace. <laughs> the British. But so you couldn't, in school, you'd have to go out front and then go down the road. You'll stand in a circle, have a cigarette. What, how how early did you start having cigarettes? Um, well, not for a very long time now, John. But then, no. Well, no, no. Fourteen. What about like younger than that? Like when you were like, I guess yeah, like this age, eleven oh, or twelve. Um, uh, what's the fucking game? Yeah, I guess it was like ball stuff. Like a <laughs> they had a game called Foursquare. <laughs> Four square, yeah, okay. We had four yeah, square. Just, ball stuff. I, I don't remember the rules. We just smash up balls with each other. Yeah, we we definitely yeah, we did a lot of ball play, is what I would say. <laughs> I am a child. School was this. Um you know, sit around read comic books. Okay, yeah. Yeah, four square. Right. We had a lot of four square. Okay. I've never played four square. I don't know what that is. Uh I don't know how to play it. I just know that there's four squares and a dodgeball and you fucking bounce it and stuff happens. All right. And tetherball. We had tetherball. <clears throat> Chapter 7. Thanksgiving vacation was not a lot of fun that year. It came just two days after the Babysitter's Club decided to take on new members. That is the highlighted That's the highlighted. Thing that yes. 66 people have highlighted. What? I didn't Why? really mind asking other people to join our club. I figured it would be a chance to make more friends. But I didn't like the reason we were adding members. I was, ho- I was hopping mad at Liz and Michelle for hurting our club. That was pretty much all I could think about on Thursday and Friday of Thanksgiving vacation. We had a four-day weekend, and I spent the first half of it mad at the babysitter's agency. I spent the second half of it mad at my parents. For starters, they had said way back over the summer that we could go to New York for Thanksgiving, but the weekend before Thanksgiving, they had suddenly changed their mind. Bastards. We thought it would be nice to make our first Thanksgiving in Connecticut a true old-fashioned New England holiday, Mom said. I'll cook a meal that you could eat. I scowled. <laughs> and we'll spend the day by ourselves. Dad will build a fire in the fireplace. We'll just enjoy being cozy and together in our new home. That didn't sound so bad. In fact, I managed to enjoy our day. It even snowed a little. It was late the next day when Mom and Dad told me the real reason for not going to New York that I got angry at them. They had taken me to Washington Mall, which is about half an hour away from Stony Brook. For some reason, the day... After Thanksgiving is the biggest Christmas shopping day of the season. For some reason, Stacy, it's because that's the first day that all the, the uh, retailers go into the black. That's why they call it Black Friday, you dumb bitch. R- real quick, I'm so sorry. Um, I don't know why. Wait, what? Well, that's what it says. <laughs> um, well, they go into the b- black that day because so many people shop. Yeah. Okay, but the whole, like, I'll cook a meal you can eat, what Thanksgiving food can't a diabetic eat besides, like, the sweet potato marshmallow oh, stuff. Oh, right. I was wondering why she said that. Like, It's just like turkey and vegetables and shit. I was wondering if she said it because she was a bad cook, and then on Thanksgiving <laughs> she'd really try, but I couldn't remember if that was something that came up. No, it has to be because of I diabetes. Mean, it's like a balance of sugars and stuff, so I don't know the food rules. I don't know if she can only have so much bread. I don't fucking know. Yeah, uh... I'm not convinced the person who wrote this knows a lot much about diabetes. Yeah. I don't know you, you that that entire chapter we read last time that was basically just like a how-to of how to have diabetes <laughs> they, hmm. they did some research but maybe not a lot 
Well, um, I love to shop, so I thought the excursion would be fun and it would help take my mind off the babysitter's agency. Christy had told me all about Washington Moor. It's the biggest one around with five levels of stores, a zillion restaurants and food stands, four movie theaters, a video game arcade, that a is... petting zoo. Jesus. What? And an exhibits area. What? That is exhibits area. That What's is an exhibits area? Enormous. I have no, I have no, I have no idea. Exhibits area could be like a museum. I have no answer for that. But <laughs> a different anecdote. My mom told me when she was younger, because she grew up in the same town I grew up in. Uh-huh. Our mall used to have a zoo, and they had penguins there. What? So they don't have that anymore, or they didn't have it when I was born. So the zoo thing sounds insane, but at least there's some precedent for it. Wow. I don't know what exhibits are. Five levels is goddamn insane. Five I don't levels. I think I've been to a mall that had more than three levels. Well, Towson has four. Okay, then four. But still, yeah, Towson. What's has... like the basement? Like, well, Towson's weird too creepy. because of the uh, whatever. It doesn't matter. The way it's set up is weird. But yeah, my the mall I grew up in in I grew up in a mall. Um, Mine it, only had one, and was that one... was the one that apparently used to have a zoo. Yeah, my mall only had one level. There's no fucking we zoo. We grew up in rich ass Connecticut. Connecticut. Yeah. Five levels. Chris, what's an exhibits area in a mall? An exhibits area. Yeah. I don't know. Could that be like the the art sculptures in like Towson Town Center or something like that? Oh, maybe. Local artists doing landscapes, you know. Like like eighties shit, like like a nice metal, water feature, like abstract metal sculptures <laughs> <laughs> with a nice water feature. <laughs> Our mall didn't have a movie theater. Oh, really? Yeah. The the movie theater was nearby. Mm. It was like across the street, like across a little highway. Um, but yeah, it wasn't attached to the mall. Are you talking about East Point Mall? Yeah. Yeah. Half the stores are closed in my local mall. Shopping center. Yeah. My local shopping center. <laughs> Don't that's know not, what a mall is. Yeah, that's not. Do you not have malls? No, we would call it a, um, hmm, what would the word be called? No, yeah, we just called a shopping center, which doesn't really differentiate it from the high street. So the high street would be the main strip, and then the shopping okay. center would be the mall. But okay. is the shopping center, is it everything indoors, or is it like an outdoor area? The shopping area? center, that would be the multi-tiered thing with the car park and the, uh, all the indoor stuff. But okay. okay, yeah, so yeah. Because okay, of Brexit, though. Everything's shut now. Oh, shit. Yeah. Well, America also has a mall problem. Basically, like, even before COVID, people didn't give a shit about malls, and they've been closing. But since COVID... Some of them have been turned into apartments. Yeah. The Owings Mills Mall closed, and that shit was depressing as fuck before it closed. Uh, East Point Mall, I think, is still alive but it's i still can't going. imagine how i can't imagine how i yeah. think they got at least like five stores in there yeah <laughs> i i i think is that applebee's still running probably <laughs> i i know so much less about brexit than you do but i i so i'm not like i'm not uh disagreeing that it's because let's hear of brexit. your hard take on no, brexit, no, Jonathan. It, it has nothing to do with brexit <laughs> i'm just saying that in this in 2022 i just don't think malls exist yeah like malls are not a thing of the future <laughs> malls are gonna keep dying i should blame brexit i tend to blame everything on brexit to be fair <laughs> well i mean from what i from what little i know it sounds like the thing to do uh i had taken some money 
of the money I'd earned babysitting out of my savings account, and I'd left mom and dad to explore the mall on my own. I bought two Christmas presents, a pair of striped leg warmers for Claudia and a so book 80s. about New York for Marianne. Are we in New York? No, they're in Connecticut. Oh, Stacy okay. used to live in New York. Thank you. That's and also what her personality is. <laughs> Diabetes in New York. <laughs> and a dinosaur pin for me. I plan to attach it to my beret. Okay, she's wearing a beret. beret. La la. Um, at one o'clock, I met mom and dad and we ate lunch in the sandwich shop. After lunch, we went to a movie. Two hours later, as we filed back into the mall, dad said brightly, well, how about one more treat before we head home? We could go to that little French cafe on the top level. Ooh, goody, I said. <laughs> <laughs> when we were settled, when we were settled, okay, because like she's in, she was hysterical before. Once <laughs> dad calmed me down. <laughs> dad with a cup of coffee, mom with a glass of wine, and I with a diet ginger ale. Dad glanced at mom and said, now, honey, what? I asked, immediately suspicious. <laughs> we have some news for you. What is it? Mom and dad kept looking at each other as if they couldn't decide who should tell me the news. I knew it must be pretty important. Furthermore, I had a feeling that whatever it was, I wasn't going to like it one single bit. We aren't moving again, are we? I asked. She's rude. Heavens <laughs> no, said mom. It's not bad news, exactly. You're pregnant? I cried. <laughs> you found out you can have a baby after all? Oh, God. After all? After all? Ooh, low the, blow, Stacy. The implications. Oh, damn. The implications indeed. Shh, said Dad. People are turning around. You know how I much how much I hate people turning around. Well, what? Mom cleared her throat. Ahem. It's just that we've scheduled the tests with the new doctor I mentioned to you a couple of weeks ago. Remember? How could I forget? Hey, Stacy. Isn't her dad Bing Crosby? Oh, yeah. <laughs> Said dad warningly. Slash the dad from Coraline. Slash the dad from Coraline. His voice rising in the last syllable. St st wait. Stacy. <laughs> Sorry. Uh, they're going to be a little later in the month than we had thought. Near Christmas? I asked, dismayed. We'll oh, wait, hold on, hold on. You need to read Near Christmas again and emphasize the italicized. Oh, oh, sorry. Hang on, hang on. They're go I don't even know who's talking if it's the mom or the dad. They're going to be a little later in the month than we had thought. Near Christmas? <laughs> I asked, dismayed. Thank you. Because the first half of Christmas is italicized. We'll leave on Friday the 12th and probably return on Wednesday the 17th. But, but, uh, uh, that's five days, I sputtered. You said it would only be three days. Well, you'll still miss just three days of school, said my father. When we found out that the tests would take longer than we realized, we scheduled them over a weekend. That's why we didn't go to New York for Thanksgiving. Two long weekends, they're so close together, are too many. Am I going to be in the hospital for five days? 
Being in the hospital when you feel fine has to be the most boring thing in the world. How many people highlighted that part? 72. Uh, yeah. Damn straight. I relate to that. You'll spend a lot of time at the doctor's at the you'll spend a lot of time at this doctor's clinic, replied Mom, but you'll be an outpatient. Look, in the evenings we can have fun and we'll have Sunday free. We can visit your cousins and go Christmas shopping. And Dad said, grinning, I got tickets to the Sunday performance of Paris Magic. Paris Magic! I cried momentarily, <laughs> forgetting doctors and clinics. You're kidding! I can't believe it! Oh, thank you! Paris Magic! Oh my god. Was a musical I had been dying to see! <laughs> Paris Magic! Fuck! <laughs> <laughs> and we'll go to Rockefeller Center and look at that big gigantic Christmas tree. Mom went on. Think of it, Stacy. Christmas in New York City. You always like the city best at that season. I guess, I replied, returning to Earth. Tickets to Paris Magic didn't make up for what Mom and Dad were doing to me. So what does Dr. Werner think of what's the name of the new doctor? Dr. Barnes, said Dad. What does Dr. Werner think of Dr. Barnes? She doesn't know about Dr. Barnes yet, replied my mother. Mom, I'd like to check with Dr. Werner first. Stacy, said Dad, you're not in charge here. Your mother and I make the decisions. Decisions about me, my body. My choice. My choice to have diabetes. <laughs> That's what parents are for, he said wryly. So what's so special about Dr. Barnes, I asked. Why do we have to see him or her? She corrected herself to not be misogynistic. <laughs> him, said mom. He's a holistic doctor. Oh, no. No. Holistic? No. Boo! Holy? A faith healer? I squeaked. <laughs> You're taking me to a religious person for a miracle? Mom and dad oh. had considered some pretty desperate <laughs> things over the months, but nothing like faith healing. I've never heard it called faith healing. Oh, really? Yeah. Well, isn't faith healing the thing when it's like the the tent shit? Tent? No, no, it's faith healing. It's that um thing that you know the meme, faith heal. What? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's a typo. <laughs> okay, they're faith healing. Right. <laughs> I thought faith. I thought faith healing was like the revival shit. That's what I was trying to think of. Like oh. when you go into a tent. And they're oh, like, 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 who can't shake walk? A snake who at can't you? walk? And someone comes up there who can't walk, and then they put their like hand uh, on your head. Eh. But that's not like, holistic. That's not a holistic doctor. It's like the opposite. No, a holistic, holistic doctor is like, like rubbing like, on you. Put, put some turmeric on your diabetes, and you'll yeah, be all better. Exactly. <laughs> but faith healing is the whole like, I take the demons yeah, out of you. Stop taking demons out of me, Stacy. <laughs> you'll thank me later when you have less demons. <laughs> <All right. laughs> Those are her demons. She wants them there. Stacy, for pity's sake, no, said Dad. That's why I love her, for her demons. Calm down. Holistic medicine deals with the whole body, with the person as a whole. That's not what... Made up not just of physical parts, but of mental, emotional, environmental, nutritional... I get it, I get it, I muttered, embarrassed. It's not... It's not holistic with a W. Okay, but I'm pretty sure, like, regular doctors also deal with 
a lot of the, that other stuff, whole, but all right. Regular doctors are like, I don't give a fuck about the rest of you. Yeah, especially with diabetes. I'm pretty sure they look at your nutritional stuff. But I'm, I'm, I'm okay. angry at her parents. Yeah, this seems really fucking stupid. I'm, I'm definitely on really CC's hate side. that their kid has diabetes. They do. They're like, we'll resort to anything. Fucking pyramid schemes, it doesn't matter. <laughs> yeah. They moved away because they were ashamed of their diabetes. <laughs> they they really did. They're like, we got to get out of New York. The Rockefellers Too know our daughter know. has diabetes. Yeah. Dad drained his coffee. Mom sipped her wine, and I stirred my soda with the straw. Well, said Dad at last, we just wanted you to know what to expect and to keep those days open for our trip. <laughs> what about my schoolwork, I asked. We'll talk to your teachers before we leave. Maybe you can bring some of your homework with you and do it at the clinic, said Mom. Then you won't be too far behind when we return. I nodded. I think this is very unfair, I said softly. My parents sighed in unison. <sighs> well, we're sorry, honey, but this is the way things are, replied Mom. On Saturday afternoon, I babysat for Chocolate Johansson. It was my first job in over a week. I knew that her parents were using the agency in the evenings because then they didn't have to worry about being home early. I hadn't seen Chocolate since the Big Brother party. I brought the kid kit with me, as I had promised, and we began reading The Cricket in Times Square. When the Johansons came home, I waited until Dr. Johansson had paid me before I finally asked, Could I talk to you, please? Of course, Stacy, Chocolate's mother replied. All mothers sound the same. Let's go in the day. Dr. No, no, Dr. is Swedish or yeah, something. Yeah, there's like Swedish or German, remember? Oh, okay. <clears throat> <clears throat> of course, Stacy. Charlotte's mother replied, let's go in the den. We walked across the hall, and Dr. Johansson closed the door behind us. What's up? Are you feeling all right? She asked. That's just the trouble. I'm fine, but Mom and Dad want me to see another new doctor in New York. He's going to do all these tests at his clinic. We have to go away for five days. Dr. Johansson shook her head in sympathy. He's a holistic doctor. Dad explained what that means. I thought it meant he was holy, a faith healer. Charlotte's mother didn't smile, though. She looked at me sharply. Holistic? A clinic? Do you know the doctor's name? <laughs> Dr. Barnes. Dr. Johansson groaned. <laughs> oh, mein Gott. You weren't too far wrong, Stacy. Dr. Barnes calls himself a holistic doctor but he practically is a faith healer. At any rate, I don't think he's much more than a quack, as you say here. He just happens to be getting a lot of publicity now. <laughs> you, don't, you don't have to. Continuity. <laughs> he's, a, he's a fat doctor, and he's giving good holistic doctors a bad reputation. How is that? That's amazing. Very good. I don't know him personally, she added, but I've just heard all about him. I knew it. I knew it. I moaned. Hmm. Now, don't worry. Dr. Barnes isn't going to harm your child. From what I've heard, he won't touch your insulin. And if he changes your diet, it'll only be slightly. What he is going to do, I can practically guarantee this, is recommend all sorts of expensive programs and therapies designed to make your life as positive and fulfilling and healthy as possible. He'll tell your parents that this will enable you to rid your body of your disease. 
What kind of therapies? I asked. Oh, everything. He'll tell your parents to send you to a psychologist or psychiatrist. He'll give you an exercise program, start you on recreational therapy. He may even recommend that you change schools so you can get individual, 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 individualized instructions. <laughs> no, I cried. There's nothing really wrong with any of these things. It's just that, well, it's my belief that no special program is going to get rid of your body of, is going to rid your body of your diabetes. I stood up. Of course not. Are they crazy? How is the psychiatrist going to change my blood sugar, Dr. Johansson? God, you have to help me. Help me get out of this. Stacy, I'd like to, but I don't feel I can step in here. I barely know your parents. But you know me, and you're a doctor. Yes, but I'm not your doctor. Please. Dr. Hansen rose too. She put her arm around me. Let me think, hon. I can't intervene directly, but before you leave for New York, I'll... She paused. I promise I won't let you go to New York without doing something. I just need to think. Fair enough? I nodded. Thanks. <sighs> God. On my way home that afternoon, I vowed that I would not let Dr. Barnes put me in any of his programs, but I had only two weeks to figure out how to stop him. First, the babysitter's agency, and now a quack holistic doctor. It the cards sounded, are... <laughs> it sounded quite positive on the last page. <laughs> the cards are stacked against our fearless hero. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Chapter 8. For years, my parents have watched me go off to school wearing unusual clothing and accessories. They've left, they've let all sorts of things go by them unmentioned. The dinosaur in my beret. Hang on. <laughs> we just talked about me sneezing and then it happened. Um, <clears throat> the dinosaur on my beret. Red sneakers covered with beads and glitter. Leg warmers covered with foot. Footprints. What? Huh? I thought she was supposed to be fashionable. Plus. Although dinosaur beret, I do love that. I mean, this shit was well, probably she's no the Claudia. Shit. Yeah, plastic. I mean, I was a young girl around this age, and I didn't see people fucking dress like this. Maybe you didn't. I did see, on TV. You didn't have any cool people. I didn't say you weren't cool. I'm saying you didn't have any cool people. I wasn't cool, and I didn't have any cool people. <laughs> I didn't grow up in fucking fancy ass Connecticut. <laughs> None of us did. Uh, plastic butterflies in my hair for two weeks we in New York. Yeah. So, I didn't. For two weeks in New York, I even wore red lace gloves with no fingertips. Like Madonna! What? But they'd never seen anything quite like what Christy made the members of the Babysitter's Club wear to school the Monday after Thanksgiving vacation. Even I wasn't. I even... Even I was embarrassed, and poor Marianne looked as if she'd rather be stranded on a desert island with no hope of rescue. I'm so excited to figure to find out. What Are the they going to be like, like walking billboards? Oh my god! Like I have to burp and I have to sneeze. I'm so excited. Okay. <laughs> Christy had been busy during vacation. <clears throat> she'd made each of us sandwich. Oh no. She'd. <gasps> she'd. I read it. She'd made each of us a sandwich board to wear to school. Fuck that shit. Christy, what the fuck? I would quit. The part that went over... (laughs) 
the part that went over our front said, I just want to make like a Die Hard 3 joke. I know. <laughs> just going to say, the part that went over our front said, I hate N-words. Oh, God. <laughs> we had to walk around Harlem. The part that went over our front said, join, it's so small, join the best club around. The part that went over our backs said, in block design, Claudia had thought up for our flyers, the Babysitter's Club. I See, I figured it would be something like that, but, like, decorated on a t-shirt. Sandwich like, boards? Like. What? I, that's what I'm saying. I oh, agree yeah. with you. Sandwich boards. I thought it would be, like, puffy yeah. paint on yeah. a t-shirt. How will they like, sit down? I don't know. Get other yeah. hobbies? <laughs> if I okay again, another, or just be children and don't run a business at twelve. True. Another thing with like the school would not allow that much advertising. If I walked into my school in seventh grade wearing a sandwich board, yeah, the, the teacher would immediately be like, "Take that off right now." Yeah, one hundred percent. What are you doing? Even in public school, what the fuck are you doing? Um, put these on," said Christy when we met on the street in front of my house. She was already wearing hers. Now, I asked. Christy nodded. We're going to look for new club members today, and we might as well start on our way to school. Plenty of kids will see us. That's what I'm afraid of, whispered Claudia. I shrugged. Then I put my notebook down. Well, I'm ready. Christy helped me fit one of the ad boards over my head. I adjusted the strings on my shoulders. Seriously. Yeah. Oh my god, right? Like Then we helped Claudia and Marianne with theirs. Marianne's <laughs> cheeks were burning bright red. Okay, let's go, I said. I waved subconsciously to my parents who were standing at the front door. <laughs> Laughing. <laughs> yeah. We marched off to Stony Brook Middle School. All along the way, kids stopped and stared. I hope I don't see Trevor, Claudia murmured to me. Trevor Sanborn is Claudia's boyfriend. Ah, I Trevor sort Sanborn. of. Me too. He had taken Claudia to the Halloween hop, and once they had gone to the movies, I couldn't understand why she didn't want Trevor to see her. Oh, I could understand. I'm sorry. My fault. <laughs> I, I could 100% understand why she didn't want Trevor to see her. I know, I replied. I hope we don't see Pete or Sam. Sam. Oh, no. Oh, no. Claudia suddenly <laughs> cried. What is it? Treasure? Trevor? Pete? Treasure? Treasure? <laughs> oh, no. Buried treasure? No, look, Claudia pointed down the road behind us. I turned around. A school bus was heading our way, loaded with high school students. Oh, no. They hung out the windows and called to us as the bus passed by. Hey, hey. Woo, the Babysitter's Club. Hey, girls, give me your number. I might need a sitter. Okay, this is getting crazy. Oh, boy. On my dick. God. (laughs) Christy held her head high and kept walking, looking straight ahead. I'm dying. I'm dying. I whispered to Claudia, but I told myself that if I felt like a fool, it was for the sake of the club, and the club was worth it. No, it's not. It's not. We reached school 15 minutes before the first bell. Okay, now spread out, Christy instructed. You mean we have to do this alone? Cried Marianne. Christy nodded. Yes, she said firmly. Walk around outside the building where kids can see you as they arrive at school. <laughs> oh, no. If anyone asks you questions, oh, no. tell them about the club. Christy, you <laughs> fucking psychopath. Christy, fucking cool it, man. God. Damn. Make sure they get they know they get to keep all the money they earn, and especially try to get some eighth graders interested. Tell them the first meeting they'll attend will be on Wednesday. We separated then, and I wandered around by the main entrance to the school. 
Every single kid stared at me as he or she went by. Some pointed at the sign, then turned to speak to friends. I bet you that's know. a good idea, is what they said. I I'm sure hear. that there was another way they could have worded that fucking sentence. <laughs> then turned to speak to friends. A few <laughs> laughed at me, but only three kids asked any questions. What's the babysitter's club? Each one wanted to know. I explained. I even told them about some of the kids we sat for. You ought to meet Chocolate Johansson, I said to one girl, <laughs> who, unfortunately, was a sixth grader. She's a great little kid. She loves to read. She loves to be read to. You read to her, said the girl incredulously. Gosh, when I babysit, I use the time to watch TV. You do, I said, just as incredulously. Incredge, what do the kids do while you're watching? Watch with you? She shrugged. Sometimes. I don't really care. So- She's 11 oh. and babysitting other kids. Like, I know that my parents were more <laughs> overprotective than most other kids. Mm-hmm. But, but yeah. I, yeah. I can't imagine an 11-year-old babysitting anybody. <laughs> yeah, no, me either. Like, we didn't, my parents didn't, like, go out and do as much as these, like, wild people in fucking Stony Brook. But when they would go out to like weddings and stuff, the only people that babysat us were like Your my aunt and uncle. Or, yeah. My aunt or my grandparents. Yeah. That was it. They wouldn't have an 11 year old come over. We would be babysat if we were 11. Yeah. My parents did the right thing and just didn't do anything for themselves until I was a teenager. <laughs> When I, their fourth child and youngest child, was a teenager was when they started going to Mexico multiple, multiple times Well, a I was year. just going to say, you were the youngest, and by the time you were, like, five, they really should have been like, ah, fuck it, who cares, and just, like, left you at home. Like, But he's a well, sensitive yeah, boy. I know he's a sensitive my, boy, but, like, they el- would have been exhausted by the time they My eldest him. sister, uh, I think she's, she's over 40 now. But, like, there was enough of a gap to where she could be left in charge. Yeah. I was left home alone when I was, like, 10. But That's still, fucking like, the, the, wild be, to me. because I was the youngest, so my mom was just like, I don't give a shit. And, <laughs> and like, would leave. I wasn't allowed in the pool by myself as a teenager. Like, mm-hmm. Ange had to be out there to spot me. I don't know if I've ever told this story before. But. Ooh, spill it on the podcast. Ooh. So, there was a, there was, there was, um. A time, and I don't remember how old I was, but I want to say like nine or something. I woke up, and it was when I was sharing your bedroom with my older brother Anthony. So I woke, and my my oldest brother Jason, I think, was probably out of the house by then. So it's probably like nine. So I woke up, and Anthony was not in bed, and the house was quiet. And I walked around, and I like called out to people. And no one was there. And my mom's car was gone. And it was the first time I had ever been left home alone. Did you just, like, take off all your clothes and run around? No, I didn't take off. Was it Christmas morning? No, it wasn't. Did robbers try to get in there? (laughs) (laughs) Okay. So I didn't take off my clothes. But what I did do is I danced around and I sang to myself. We are home alone. We are home alone. We are home. Like the royal we? Yeah. And I and I sang, and I danced around singing. It's very risky business of you. We are home alone. And then my older brother Anthony peeked his head in the door, and he went, "You are." And I died. 
<laughs> because he had been hiding downstairs. And once he heard me calling, he didn't say anything because he wanted to see what I would do. So what I started to do is I started singing and dancing. God, that must have been an amazing payoff for him. And, <laughs> and uh, yeah, and I died. And then he told everybody. He told everybody. I don't blame him at all. Told my mom, he told my brother, he told every single person. <laughs> that's what i'm gonna do when you're out of town next week i'm gonna run around and sing that song i'm gonna stay home and hide just so i can just so i can pop up and be like you are except you'll be naked yes i definitely will be <laughs> oh boy anyway where were we uh yeah oh she was not right for our club I was glad she didn't ask any more questions. The second kid, a boy, said, you have to go to three meetings a week? I don't think I could fit that into my into sketch. my schedule. A sketch. The third kid was an eighth grade girl who hated Liz Lewis. Perfect. I told her about chocolate. I told her about David Michael. Chocolate? I told her about Jamie. <laughs> chocolate? And I told her about Claire Chicago. and Margot Pike and Nina and Eleanor Marshall. And then I told her about the meetings and the notebook. Sounds like too much work, she said, and left. <laughs> it does, the bell yeah, rang. For a twelve-year-old, the babysitters' club walked into school together. Claudia, Marianne, and I taking our sandwich boards off as we went. Christy was grinning. How did you guys do? She asked. Terrible, I muttered. Rotten, said Claudia. Wait, rotten, said Claudia. Awful, said Marianne. How come you're smiling? Because I have some good news announced Christy, but we won't discuss it in school. I'll tell you everything at our meeting this afternoon. And put your signs back on. <laughs> Wear them in the halls in the cafeteria today. And spin around. In the cafeteria, how are we supposed to eat with these things on? Asked Claudia crossly. We can't sit down. I don't give a fuck. At least wear them in the lunchtime. <laughs> oh, fine, grumbled Claudia. It was a Halloween where me and my sister were were dressed as dice, and I'm certain this was my parents' idea, my mother's idea. We were dressed as dice, so basically we were in, we had cardboard boxes with armholes and a head hole, and you couldn't sit or move or do anything, and it was like one of the most humiliating days of my life to go to school in a fucking cardboard box. So I really feel for them. You feel for them, yeah. Did anyone push you to the ground in an attempt to like roll you like, <laughs> and use you as a dice? <laughs> no, but I definitely fell on my ass trying to sit with like no support. Someone pushed both of you or like snake eyes. That's <laughs> 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 uh, no, fine, grumbled Claudia. But she joined Marianne and me in placing the signs back over her shoulders. I went to my locker, put my lunch away, got out the books I'd need for the morning. Then I rushed off to English class. On the way, I passed Pete Black. Who's Pete Black? No she idea. has a crush on him, right? Oh, oh yeah. That may be one of the guys she has a crush on. Uh, yeah, I think she talks to him on the phone. Ooh. I nearly <laughs> fainted. Between math class and advanced French, I was in the Ooh. advanced class because in my school in New York, we had been given French lessons since kindergarten. Jesus Christ. Oh cool story, bro. Ooh la la. I passed Pete again. He didn't look at me. He had really not seen me. Had he really not seen me? Or was he embarrassed by my, by the sign? The second one. It didn't really be him that's embarrassed. It should be her that's embarrassed. 
It didn't matter because at lunchtime, when I approached our table in the cafeteria, still bravely wearing the sign, Pete looked up and smiled at me. Let me help you take that thing off. <laughs> oh, damn. <laughs> oh, boy. He lifted it over my shoulders. Sploosh. <laughs> Embarrassed to be seen with me while I'm wearing it, I asked. Pete grinned. Nah. Well, maybe a little. <laughs> but it takes guts to do what you're doing, baby. <laughs> my basement was flooded. <laughs> <laughs> Want to be in the club? We could use some boys. Pete coughed. (laughs) Me? Take care of little kids? Sure, why not? (laughs) I, I wouldn't know what to do. Well, never mind. It's okay. Riveting. We turn to our lunches. Pete is very serious about food. We'd been eating for about five minutes when I noticed that his face was turning red. Hey, what's wrong? Are you all right? I thought he might be choking. Pete swallowed. (coughs) Yeah, sure, I'm fine. But I have to ask you something. Okay. What I was wondering is, do you want to go to the snowflake dance with me? It's a (laughs) dance where we make fun of libtards. That's not until December, is it? This is December. It's December 1st, baby. Oh, wow, you're right. I was really flattered. Even if it was December, the dance was still almost three weeks away, and Pete was already asking me. I'd love to go, I told him. Thanks. Across the table, Claudia was grinning at me and winking and making this motion with her hand. <laughs> Suddenly, I knew I wouldn't mind Jamie. I knew I wouldn't mind wearing the sandwich board anymore. For the listener's benefit, Jonathan was doing the, you, you make a hole with one hand and a finger, you poke it in and out of the hole to simulate sexual intercourse. That's the gesture he was doing. That is the gesture I was doing. <clears throat> Chris was, Christy, Christy, Chris, Chris. What Chris. was I doing, John? You were in a great mood, Chris. <laughs> Christy was in a great mood at our meeting that afternoon. I couldn't see why. Nobody wanted to join the club, I told her. I was lounging on Claudia's bed, my feet propped up on the headboard. It seems to be too much work. Yeah, said Claudia, who was sitting next to me. She rummaged around in her pillowcase, finding, trying to find some candy she'd hidden there. Yeah, agreed Marianne from her spot in the director's chair. But I got two new numbers, Christy told us proudly. Numbers. Members! Members! And they're both 8th graders! Well, la-de-fucking-da! You're kidding, I exclaimed. That's super! What are their names? asked Claudia. Janet Gates and Leslie Howard. Okay, I don't think they last because I don't remember those names. Yeah, I was really hoping one of them would be Dawn, and I'd be like, I know that one! I know, I miss Dawn. And they sound like fake names, so... Yeah. Claudia frowned. I thought they were friends of Liz's, she said slowly. Chrissy looked smug. Not anymore. They were part of the agency, but they dropped out. They didn't like it. Defectors, I said. They're probably just spies, (laughs) honestly. Already? Asked Marianne. Yep, replied Chrissy. Gosh, the agency must be pretty bad if kids are dropping out so soon, I said. Leslie said they didn't like having to give Liz and Michelle part of what they earned. Plus, Liz gave them really horrible kids to sit for. She kept all the nice, well-behaved ones for herself and Michelle. 
So they're coming to the next meeting, asked Claudia. Yeah. But something's wrong about this, said Marianne. Something? I know what it is. Remember when we were first starting the club and we were deciding whether to invite Stacy to join? We didn't know her, so we asked her all sorts of things about the babysitting she did in New York. We wanted a club of good babysitters, dedicated babysitters. Do you know anything about Janet and Leslie, Christy? Well, no, she admitted. And you've already told them they can be members? Yes. Gosh, I don't know. It seems risky, I said. Christy looked at us uncomfortably. Well, it's too late now. We'll just have to take our chances. Claudia found several pieces of candy in her pillowcase and handed them to Christy and Marianne. They unwrapped them and began crunching away. Well, there's one good thing, I spoke up. What? Everybody asked eagerly. If the agency is as horrible as Janet and Leslie say, maybe it won't last long. Yeah, agreed the others. We sat quietly, and after a moment I realized that the four of us were staring at the phone. I wonder if we could make it ring if we all concentrated on it, I said. We tried, but nothing happened. At six o'clock when the meeting ended, we hadn't gotten a single Babysitter's Club call. You want me to just read this? Uh, yeah, that was really short. That was super short. And let me, hang on, don't read ahead. I just want to see real quick. Oh, don't read ahead makes don't me want to read ahead so don't bad. Read ahead. Don't read ahead. Okay, we'll do this uh, as our last chapter, I think, for the episode. Okay. Okay, dope. Sound good? Chapter 9. The next afternoon, since none of us had a babysitting <laughs> job and we were very bored, we went over to the Thomas's house. Christy called Mrs. Newton, who was home from the hospital, and asked if we could visit them and see the new baby. When she said yes, we were really excited. Oh, goody! exclaimed Christy after she'd hung up the phone. I have a present for the baby, and one for Jamie, too. So do I, I said. So do I, said Claudia. So do I, said Marianne. Are they wrapped? asked Claudia. No, we answered. Good. Go get your presents and meet me in my room. I've got great stuff for gift wrapping. When we were gathered in Claudia's room, we spread out our presents. We all began to squeal. Oh, that's so cute! Christy had gotten a little toy car for Jamie and a rattle shaped like a duck for Lucy. Claudia had bought Jamie a dinosaur and had painted a picture of kittens for Mrs. Newton to hang in the baby's room. I had bought two books, a paperback called Mike Mulligan and His Steam Shovel for Jamie, and the Pat the Bunny for shovel? Lucy. Steam-powered shovel? It, uh, from, like, the Industrial Revolution, it could move Earth. Like, think, like, uh, like one, one of these things on construction sites. Okay. Does that make sense? The no, motion I'm none doing? of this makes any sense. Like, a uh, backhoe? Is that the so term? Mike Mulligan and his backhoe. Yeah, steam shovel. Steam Marianne's shovel. gifts were the best of all. A yes. red ski hat for Jamie and a little pink hat for the baby. I made them, she said shyly. Can you tell? <laughs> yes, the hats have a lisp. You're kidding, I exclaimed. You made those? Then you couldn't tell? No way. Marianne, I didn't know you could knit, said Christy. Marianne glanced at Claudia, who smiled at her. Mimi's teaching her, said Claudia. She's been dying to teach someone, but Janine and I aren't interested. She remembers my mother, added Marianne. She tells me about her while I work. Wait, yeah. That's great, I said. Was that what I was supposed to say? This is borderline fucking unreadable. (laughs) (laughs) Marianne Bryant. She's going to make me a scarf for my father. Wow, we were all impressed. 
Claudia hauled a big square carton out of her closet. Okay, go to town, she said. We looked in the box. It was jammed with stuff Claudia had collected over the years. Plastic flowers, paper hearts, beads, bows, ribbons, felt animals. Those are package decorations, she told us. We can make our own wrapping paper with these. She opened a shoebox that was full of rubber stamps. See, I've got four ink pads of different colors. You can stamp this white paper to make any design you want. Then we'll decorate the packages with the other stuff. God fucking damn. This sounds like <laughs> stuff that six-year-olds would be doing. I know. Yeah, so boring. I just don't need to know. I just don't care. <laughs> Nobody throw a pie. Uh, we've got a we've got we've got right to work i printed we got right to work i printed red hearts and blue flowers on lucy's paper a big green frog saying rip it on jamie's paper when we were finished we admired our packages briefly <laughs> just like i do in the morning <laughs> and then ran to the luton's house <laughs> jamie answered the door hi hi he greeted us Miss Newton appeared behind him. Hello there. I'm so glad to see you. Jamie has missed you, and I'm dying for you to meet Lucy. Come on inside. We stepped through the door. I was surprised to see that Mrs. Newton still looked well fat. Not even pregnant. Oh, Jesus Christ. Yeah. But not the way I thought she would look after the baby was born. Fucking shameful. Right? God damn. <laughs> Stacy, pull it back. Oh, you girls are so sweet. You've brought gifts. You didn't have to do that. We know, said Christy, grinning. We just wanted to, I added. Yeah, said Marianne. Babies are special. <laughs> <laughs> Jamie eyed the presents, then glanced at his mother. Are any of those for me? Jamie, it's not polite to ask. Mrs. Newton turned to us. I'm sorry. The last week has been difficult. Jamie has a bit... Had J Jamie is a bit J-E-A-L-O-U-S. Jello. She spelled. L-U-C-Y <laughs> has been giving a lot of... Has been, has been given a lot of P-R-E-S-E-N-T-S. What... Like, I said. Like, uh, yeah, I, like, I know Jamie's three, but... I, honestly, I had trouble getting through that. <laughs> <laughs> well, you're in luck, Jamie, said Claudia. Four of these are for you. Four, cried Jamie. We didn't make him wait. We handed him the presents, and he tore into them. What do you say? Prompted Miss Newton. Fuck you, replied Jamie automatically. <laughs> <laughs> he was wearing the hat. And trying to read the book and play with the toys at the same time. Then we gave Mrs. Newton Lucy's gifts. Let's go peek at the baby before I open them, she said. I wish Lucy was awake so you could hold her, but she's still napping. Can't you hold a... Well, whatever. She let... I don't I know anything about that. No, no, no. If the baby's asleep... It's bad. Just leave it alone. Yeah, she's bad. She's bad. You're not waking the baby up unless you have to. Yeah, it makes sense. That's fine. She led us upstairs and into the little room that had been fixed up for Lucy. A big white crib stood in one corner, but Lucy was asleep in a blue bassinet near the door. She's too little for the crib, Mrs. Newton whispered. Infants feel more secure in a small bed. The members of the Babysitter's Club silently surrounded the bassinet and peered inside. Oh, 
<laughs> I breathed. He's so little, whispered Marianne. She certainly was. I guess I hadn't really realized just how little a newborn Newton baby really is. <laughs> Can I touch her? I asked Mrs. Newton softly. She nodded. I leaned over and ran my finger along one of Lucy's tiny hands. It was soft as silk and perfect. Four little fingers and a thumb, each ending in a fingernail no bigger than a speck. I breathed in. Lucy smelled sweet, like baby powder and milk. I ran my hand lightly over the fine dark hair on her head. She stirred then and opened her eyes just long enough for me to see that they were a deep blue. Then she closed them again. I glanced up. Claudia, Christy, and Marianne looked enchanted. A few moments later, we were back downstairs, sitting in the living room while Mrs. Newton opened the baby presents. She exclaimed over each one and commented on the original wrapping. Do you think the hat will fit? Marianne asked anxiously. In a few weeks, it should be just right. Marianne let out a sigh of relief. I run into that problem a lot, making a lot of <laughs> yeah. baby hats for our friends having a lot of babies. Yeah. Where I'm like, baby heads are always bigger than you think they are. Baby heads are huge, though. It's hard. It's hard to know how Babies big to make a baby like hat. This big. Yes, they are two feet long. <laughs> In circumference. Mrs. Newton, Christy said, "Could I ask you something?" Of course. Suddenly, my stomach lurched. I had this horrible feeling. I knew what Christy was going to ask. I looked over at Claudia and found that she was already looking at me. Oh no! Her eyes seemed to be saying, "I can't believe she's going to bring this up now," but she did. I'm not sure how to say this, Chrissy began, but when Jamie was at our house last week, he said we wouldn't be babysitting for him anymore. I mean, no, he said he heard you on the phone with Liz Lewis from the Babysitter's Agency. Is, can we still? Oh my Chrissy God. Chrissy didn't Chrissy, know how to finish get what a she fucking grip. It. <laughs> <laughs> Mrs. Newton's face was flushed with embarrassment. I was pretty sure mine was too. It felt very hot. It was an incredibly awkward fucking situation. <laughs> I guess I should have told you, said Mrs. Newton. I knew how excited you were about the new baby, and of course you'll always be our favorite sitters. It's just that an infant is so delicate and fragile and needs extra special care. But we're responsible, protested Christy, and she spit in her face. <laughs> <laughs> I've taken care of babies before, I added. Newborns, asked Mrs. Newton. Well, one was ten months and the other was eight months. That makes a big difference, she said. There's even a big difference between a three-month-old baby and a newborn. And a newborn. I'd rather trust anyway. my newborn to a high schooler. Also, <laughs> I'm sorry, read ahead a sentence. So read that and How then dare. I'll read it. <laughs> okay. <laughs> anyway, what I was going to say is that for the next few months, I'll simply feel more comfortable leaving Lucy with an older sitter. Why is she leaving her few-month-old yes. baby yes. with anyone? Yes. I know that <laughs> maternity, maternity leave? leave is shameful in the U.S., but there's still fucking some of it. Yeah. Is she going back to work tomorrow? Yeah. You, you, Are they going out on date nights in New York in the first three months of their baby's lives? I don't really fucking think people I, do that. I think when you have a baby, you fucking stay with the baby for quite home. a while. Yeah. yeah. Like, even back in, in the... That's true. Yeah. This is Eyes Wide Shut uh, uh, town. <laughs> they, but her business is all jacked up. She just had a baby. That's like the best yeah, time but, to do it. But you can what? only miss so many Eyes Wide Shut parties before they forget about you. 
Jesus Christ. All right, I can't argue she with that to, logic. She has to maintain her place in the social hierarchy at the orgy. Look, this is what this is what happens when <laughs> you sign into the, of the social orgy. She doesn't want to get pineapple. stuck with Dan. <laughs> when you put that pineapple in your window, you're like, whether or not I have a baby, I'm open for business. All right. Jesus Christ. I still got. I don't want to say this out loud. No, no. let's just continue on. <laughs> Elasticity. That's what you're gonna say. No, nope, that's not what I was gonna say. <laughs> The times when I take Lucy with me and there's just Jamie to sit for, I'll be glad to use the babysitter's club. I can understand that, Claudia said slowly. <clears throat> I'm glad you still want us to sit for Jamie, said Christy. Because if you didn't, there'd be consequences. <laughs> <laughs> and when Lucy is older, I hope you'll be my regular sitters again, added Mrs. Newton. Oh, definitely, I said, but I didn't feel nearly as cheerful as I sounded. Nothing seemed to be going our way anymore. <laughs> Sometime later. <laughs> after school the next day, I met Janet and Leslie for the first time. They arrived promptly at 5.30 for our Wednesday meeting for of the Babysitter's Club. I studied them critically. Of course they were already members of the club, <laughs> but I couldn't resist asking them a few questions. Have you done a lot of babysitting, I asked Janet. Oh, tons, she replied. She was chewing a wad of gum, and she cracked it loudly. I hate her already. <laughs> you too, I asked Leslie. Leslie looked bored. She brushed her shaggy hair out of her face. I noticed that she was wearing makeup. A lot of it. She looked like a fucking clown. Sure, <laughs> she replied. She glanced at Janet, and they exchanged tiny smiles. Where? asked Marianne. I was surprised to see her jumping in, but I knew she was concerned about her reputation. Over on the other side of town, replied Janet. Crack, crack, snap. Uh, what does that mean? Like a it's gum. A, like oh, a, okay. People, pop, like my mom can pop her gum, and I, oh, it's the worst. I'm oh, going to replace that with choo choo so pop. That makes more sense. Choo choo, choo pop. Yeah. That's how you they probably do. wouldn't know any of the people. Is that like a. <laughs> Are they lying about being babysitters? Yeah, it's like the, the classic joke of like, oh, I have a girlfriend, my but she in lives Canada. in Canada. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> How old's the youngest kid you ever sat for? Asked Claudia. About nine months, said Leslie. Same pop here, said Janet. Kirsty was watching us nervously, her eyes traveling back and forth between the new members of the club and the old members. What's the fucking problem? Like, they wanted new babysitters. Right. So what's what's the issue here? They're well, concerned they're with the quality and their mm. reputation. Yeah, but these just can't be fucking choosers. <laughs> <laughs> I agree. <laughs> how many kids can you sit for at one time? I wanted to know how many fifty. Right. Oh, God. Like, how many? How many people are you supposed to fucking? That's what I. I truly. Yeah, these books are just like. Is this a thing? Well, like... there was that one family that had eight fucking kids. But would you even hire one babysitter for that? That seems insane. I don't even, I can't I like even fathom had, what life would look like. I feel like if you had kids. like eight kids, you'd just be like, well, I guess I'm not doing anything ever for the rest of my fucking life yeah. until they're all 21. <laughs> oh, three or four, I guess, answered Leslie. Yeah, said Janet. Crack, snap. I don't know how to verbalize that. <laughs> <laughs> Christy must have decided it was time to impress us. How late can you stay out? She asked. 11 o'clock on weekdays, they replied at the same time. Could someone say it with me? One, two, three. 
11, 11 o'clock, o'clock weekdays. They replied at the same time. On Friday and Saturday nights, I can stay out until midnight. Added Janet. I can stay out until any hour on the weekend as long as I tell my mom first, says Leslie. My jaw dropped open. How old are you? 14, she replied. 35. <laughs> Why did that movie Orphan? Yeah. She, she took a pull of her cigarette. <laughs> I began to feel the tiniest bit impressed. Christy looked around triumphantly. I think that's what think what we ought to do now is let our clients know about our new members. She pulled a copy of our old babysitter's club flyer out of the folder she was carrying. <clears throat> Who's talking? Who's this? Christy. 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 Well, add Janet and Leslie's names and, and, and ages to this and the times when we can sit. Then we'll print out the new version of the flyer and distribute the copies as soon as possible. Who can help me tomorrow after school? I can, said Claudia, Marion, and I. Well, all of us said, ah, I can. We looked at Janet and Leslie. They were looking at each other. Well, said Janet, crackle, crackle. <laughs> We'd like to help you, but we have babysitting jobs tomorrow. Crack. You know, previous commitments. Christy glanced at me as if to say, see how responsible they are? All right said Christy. Here's the plan of action. Tomorrow, we distribute the flyers. We'll also call our best customers personally to tell them the news. Friday, we meet again. Sometime later. We followed Christy's plan, and at the Friday meeting, we got four babysitting jobs. Two were last-minute, late-night ones for Janet and Leslie over the weekend. We couldn't wait for our Monday meeting to see how things had gone. The Babysitter's Club seem to be back on its feet. Well, thank Christ for that. I was worried. Is Claudia a ghoul? A ghoul? Yes. Yeah. Yes. I feel that's the way you're playing it. Like yeah. a tall man from Phantasm or something. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, uh, she's like Riff Raff. Yeah. Ah, okay. Yeah. Uh, hello. Her arms are always <laughs> like this in my head. She's like, it's weird because she, she's. Why did she become that? I don't remember. Because she's just like artistic. And well, because originally we thought like she was like goth or something. Yeah, I feel like we fell into the whole like. Oh, and then goth, the voice but... you were doing sounded like Riff Raff, which made Becca laugh. <laughs> oh yeah, that's right. Because it's like her kryptonite. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, and so we just rolled with it. Hello. Yeah. <laughs> yes, it's raining. Okay. Um, well, what will happen next? I hope more than has already happened. Oh boy! All right, Mark. How, how, thank you so much for for doing this with us. What did you think of it? Oh, it was a blast. Thank you. I feel like oh. I learned so much about babysitting and how to babysit and uh, <laughs> occupational hazards and um, like what it might like what it would feel like to have a baby brother born and you know going to the hospital and and like petting the baby you know <laughs> petting the baby there was a there was a child petting scene wasn't there yeah yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. felt as soft as silk right <laughs> yeah, I remember that's just gonna stay with me <laughs> 
Oh man. Well, this was super fun. Thank you so much for uh, taking the time to, to read with us. Um, for anyone listening, I, I know you've got um, stuff that you, you can plug. So what do you want people to know about you? Oh geez. Uh, okay. Um, I'm related to the world of babysitting. I run a small independent record label <laughs> called in it records in the UK for um, UK DIY punk rock bands. Um, covering That's awesome. Bands from all over the um subsection of punk sphere we've got scar bands we've got like a um god I wasn't prepared to talk about this we've got um we've got five bands at the moment we've got animal bioproducts which are a kind of a um uh what's the correct i like that name Jesus. yeah i like that name a lot actually. yeah we've got we've got we've got, we've got two vegan bands <laughs> two vegan bands <laughs> that's amazing um We've got a ska punk band. We've got Jesus. It's fucking late here, and I don't know how to plug my shit properly. Oh, that's okay. You can just well, go to Facebook and yeah. go to In It Records. That's I N I I T Records UK on Facebook, and you can nice. see what we're up to. But we put out quality punk rock EPs. I'm definitely checking that out. You should check it out, but you should specifically check out Animal Byproducts. Um, um, what's the name of the EP? Attempts at Understanding. It's wonderful. If you like bands like Martha or On Send, oh, Martha's right great. Street. Yeah, it's, it's exactly a Martha kind of deal. Nice. And your your bands are live in cinema, right? Uh, yeah, but we're on a, a mini hiatus at the moment. Why I try and get some stuff written. It's All right, but you got shit people can listen to. Find. Yeah, absolutely. Thank cool. you for reminding me that I am in a band. So. <laughs> no problem. <laughs> Listen, yeah, check out check out Mark's band, Our Lives in Cinema. Um, yeah, um, go to cactusrodeo.com or cactusrodeo.com slash podcast and listen to uh, more of our show below grade level and uh, Becca's show CD Reads and uh, the other show me and Chris do called The Sketchy Show with our friend John Walker and uh, popsuckettheater.com where you can see our sock puppet show that we are in season two. Oh boy. Uh, you know, uh, it's been, <laughs> shut it... up, Mark. <laughs> no, you know, Wait. I love that shit. Uh, you watched it. I watched the whole season. Yeah. What was your favorite part? I'd love hearing this. <laughs> um, there's, uh, there's one that uh, who's, who's the main sock that I like. Um, <laughs> main sock. Main sock. <laughs> no, there's one, name the characters is, uh, uh, Philippe, Allison, um, the MC Gustav. Gustav. I'm all Gustav. about Gustav. He's all the right. guy. Yeah. Nice. The German That's, guy. Yeah, I was invested in him. <laughs> he um will come up in season two. Gustav and Philippe have a real fun kind of bromance thing going on. Um, <laughs> but yes. But yeah, we are ramping up working on that. We are actually. Um we I, have a plan written out on a whiteboard and everything. We do. Chris just joked to me the other day when I was like um, bombarding him with with manufacturing questions. He was like, Chris said, did you make it your New Year's resolution to work on Popsocket? And I said, yes, actually, I did, because like I have been woefully not working on it very much. Well, so. we were like, we'll start working on it again when the pandemic is over. And it yeah. took us all a stupidly long time to realize it will never be over. Yeah. And I, I just and, feel bad because my last contribution to it was like, what, like co-directing a, a recording session three years ago? Yeah. <laughs> Probably three years ago. I, I mean, it, yeah, the, 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 we've got a lot done, but the, the shameful thing for myself is that like, I will work on it for a bit and then I would take 
like months off and then i'll be like oh fuck i haven't worked on it in literally months and then i'll work on it for a bit and that's just what keeps happening so um 2022 yeah i am uh i am we'll get something done yeah we're gonna get you need a voice hit me up absolutely (laughs) i would totally hit you up all right cool well thank you so much and you can follow me on all the things that chris z isn't funny and you can follow me on all the things that john brack do you want people to follow you mark Nah. <laughs> <laughs> check out the record label. Yeah, check it out. Uh, lovely seeing you all. Nice to meet you. Yeah. yeah. You too. Nice it's to meet you too, care. Mark. And, and I don't hold it against you that the MC isn't your favorite character. I'm sorry. <laughs> 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 but, yeah, rewatch. <laughs> thank you again so much for, for doing this and thanks everyone for listening and uh i hope uh, yeah tune back next time where i think we're gonna probably barrel through and finish reading this book and find out what the truth about stacy is uh, spoiler <laughs> alert i bet i don't think there's a truth about her i think <laughs> i still i think she's gonna end up moonlighting for the other babysitters club but who knows it feels like a I don't know. It hasn't happened yet. Nothing has happened. (laughs) Nothing has happened. We'll find out what happens next time. Maybe she's uh, been faking her diabetes. Thanks (laughs) for listening. Oh, boy. We love you. Bye. Take care. Bye. 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 Below Grade Level is a Cactus Radio production. You can contact us at podcast at cactusrodeo.com. Subscribe and follow on iTunes, Stitcher, and Spotify. And follow Cactus Rodeo on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter for more entertainment and updates.